Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's the Knucklehead Comics Podcast. We got Cabs and Lay in the building. Our special guest, Crazy Chris the Cartoonist. What's going on, bro? How you doing, man? <laughs> good, good. I, I can't wait to show you some of the some of the things I, I worked on. Yeah, we I, can't wait to see it, man. The, I love I, I love the alliteration. Crazy yes. Chris the Cartoonist. I appreciate yeah, I the alliteration. As like a thinking of David Goggins, you know, had to create Goggins. I was like, <laughs> you know what? I got to go all in on this. Yeah. I got to just totally bet on myself. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, Yo, sometimes that's what you got to do, man. That is what you got to do. You got to believe your own bullshit. Yo, and, <laughs> and no one talks better bullshit than me. <laughs> Use my Instagram page. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, rent, I so rent good. incoming, rent incoming. Where yep. I talk so much good bullshit, people are starting to agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> if you believe I am, it, I am definitely starting <laughs> to agree with follow. you more. As long as, as long as you're saying it confident, bro, just say it confident. Say yep. it quick and yep. confident. Yep. They'll be like, well, I mean, <laughs> it might not agree, but he may have a point. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's how we do it, man. 100%. Let's get right into it, though, man. Yes. Yeah, man, cool. it's, it's it's dope to 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 have people on here, especially artists. And it's funny how you you just you just fit the mold here so well. You doing comics about the great Sabu, right? Yep, yep, yep. That's uh, until you you definitely landed in the right motherfucking place. I'm gonna tell you that right now. There's <laughs> comics, there's wrestling, there's bullshit, there's crazy. Yeah. Literally, like everything you got going on fits perfectly here. Well, you guys are, are big comic fans. You know David Mazzucchelli? The no, not really. Who? He is the he was an artist who did Batman Year One. Worked with Frank oh, okay. Miller. Okay, okay. And he uh, drew Daredevil: Born Again. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and he worked with Frank Miller on that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was one of my professors. Oh at, wow! Uh, at the School of Visual Arts. Oh, wow. nice! That's dope, dude. I'm sorry. Can I can I talk a little bit about myself? Whoa, like, yeah, um, bro, yo, yo, that's we, what you here for. We here for you. We here you for got, you, bro. You got the camera player. <laughs> Thank you. I, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I was in the army. Okay. In uh, 82nd Airborne. And when I when I uh, parted ways with the army, I, I left on an honorable, and decided, you know what, I want to go to school. And I had to really think about what I wanted to go to school for, and I picked cartooning. Mm-hmm. So this is where I am now. I just graduated uh, uh, 2020. Nice, Damn, nice. Congratulations, bro. And thank you for your service, brother. Yeah, for real. Bro. We thank love you for your service. Yeah. Always shout out to the vets here, man. That's 100, yeah. man. Always shout out to the vets. So. You know, it's crazy. Uh, my brother, Cap, he's also a member on the show. He he had to work tonight. That's why he's not here. But yeah. he was he was in the Navy. And when he so, when he got discharged from the navy, he went to school for digital arts. So it's it's oh, wow. you know, kind of cool thing. Yeah, he designed the background that we're using right now. So that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. So that would have been dope if he was here. Y'all would have had something in common. <laughs> that's why we love. Hey, that's why we love the vets, though. Yeah. Oh, I, I wanted to um, let me show you the first. This was the first issue, actually, of Sabu that I did. And he okay. signed it. Oh, nice. Oh, that's dope. And I, I made sure he got the first printing. 
And I gave him, I gave him a, I gave him a bunch. And he, the first thing he asked me, he was like, "Where did you get this from?" <laughs> and then I said, "I said I made it. I made it for for you." And I, and I wanted, um, I wanted to build up to be a chain letter, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm calling it Legends of Wrestling, right? That On the top. That's that sick. Bro. Yeah, that, that is so yeah. good. Yeah, my That's wife cool. colored it. Yeah, you know what? I know it's a niche audience and 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 people kept on telling me not to do a wrestling comic like they didn't get it yeah and i, I was like yo you y'all y'all don't understand the language to this man this thing goes wild Hell <laughs> yeah. it's anime i don't i don't even watch wrestling like that but wrestling is just anime bro there's crazy story arcs there's so yep. much exposition there's just so yes. much characters this anime you can yep. literally put it on print as cartoons and move that shit, bro. It really like I'm I think it's I, great. I said that a bunch to, to friends. I'm like, yo, if I were to tell you to come see this 360 stage of a one-take fight scene, you might you might understand what I'm looking at, you know? Like you might understand a little bit more of like what yeah. it is, the evolution of the carnival, man. Like Shit. <laughs> for real, yeah, that that's pretty much what it is. It started out yeah, like yeah. in the circus, and then it went like professional with the the Greco-Roman wrestling. There goes Cap right here. Much respect. Yes, my fellow service member. That's that's my brother Cap right there in the comment. Yeah. but but yeah, man, that that's pretty much what it is. And like to be, it's it's like a live action movie. Yeah, that every week has a different yeah. chapter in it. To and me, to be I... caught up in that story is it's it's. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's, man. It's especially great when it's consistent, you know. Yeah, you yeah. Know, every week it follows. You're like, oh, we're like, like uh, Cap said it perfectly. The evolution of a character is happening. You're yes. seeing someone grow. You're growing with them as you see them grow. You're like, okay, I get it. Now you're this. Now this happens. 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 You know what I mean? Yes. And now you got a title. It's like, oh, so now you've matured. You leveled up. It's like an anime. Oh yeah. yeah. I'll just show you a couple. Can I show you a couple pages up? Yeah, yeah, you can you, show you, us whatever you, you want to show go, us, bro. Go for it. So I, I started off with uh, Sabu stabbing Bam Bam Bigelow. Not Bam Bam. Just, just as like you know the opening splash, yeah. like gotta catch your attention. You know, yeah, for real. <laughs> and and if thought, you gonna do ECW, you gotta stab somebody. Shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> I had to go in that violent. I wanted to go in that gritty outlaw. Oh, as a matter of fact, this showed um my comic showed up on, on this other uh podcast, Cartoonist K Fave. Oh, nice. Was where my, my comic made a podcast before I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like they just so they just so they just randomly bought in your 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 comic. No, or? no. Uh, a lot of people send them comics uh -huh. and they review comics. It's two uh cartoonists by the name of Jim Rugg and Ed Piscar. He's doing a Red Room. And Jim Rugg is doing a Incredible Hulk Grand Design. That should oh, be coming wow. out nice. soon. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm, plugging, I'm plugging them, too. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I tell you, there's no whole bars in this in the, any of these podcasts Go that we do, it, man. Go yeah. for it, yeah. The, Damn, the, the way I so tried sick. to tell this, um, this, it's like Outlaw. It's black and white. It looks like bootleg comic, like... I was trying to go for that um, Quentin Tarantino like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, so, got it, got so, it. Damn, I'm freaking all over the place. 
It's so good. Can we can see. We can see. Can you see that good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted so much detail. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. I wanted him to just come in, busting through the door, bleeding out, and they're they're just screaming their heads off like we need an ambulance, like we need we need help. That's it. That's it. That's a regular Tuesday night for Shabu right there. That's yeah. Tuesday for Shabu. That's what he does on Tuesdays. She bleeds out to that. Exactly. <laughs> you don't get the moniker of the most homicidal, suicidal, yeah. genocidal man. Yeah, just a little bit. Let me show you all some more. Um, just some more. Of the, uh, I did a Bob sure. Ross comic as well. Oh, nice. What? Nice. The what? <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. Listen, listen. I know this, is, <laughs> I know this is wrestling, but you just bought out Bob Ross. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So during 2020, I said uh, oh, I was smoking up. I was smoking, and I turned on Bob Ross, and uh, a squirrel pops out of his pocket. And me and my wife are dying laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I go, that's a comic book right there. She's like, shut up. She goes, that's brilliant. And I'm going, yo, Bob Ross and the Kung Fu Squirrel. That's it. That's it right there. That's that's the fucking line. <laughs> yo, that yo, is, and that, that was it. So good, bro. Look at that. So that uh, is incredible. You ever read Punisher Kills? Oh well, you know the that's Marvel the, Universe. That's the Punisher guy. Yeah. Look at you the tattoo. Look at that? the tattoo. She here. Literally the tattoo right there. She literally so, here. I go. Yeah. It's my favorite. So character. I thought, if Bob Ross, what does he do late nights? What? What? Where does he go? Right. Oh, this is so funny. <laughs> but this leads up to to Bob Ross kills the TBS <laughs> universe. <laughs> Oh, it's the exact same gear he wears on the show. Like you know, yeah. didn't even Oh, <laughs> wait, this this is a stoner comic. Like this is psychedelia. Like <laughs> here's where this goes. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, oh, hey, we bad bitch on him. Okay. Well we have we have Bob we have playing. dinosaurs. My bad, we have dinosaurs kick flipping. <laughs> yeah, we got Barney. Um <laughs> Yo, don't sleep. Bob Ross was a, you know, he, you know, but yeah, he did some dirt. Open up. Yeah, apparently Bob Ross had the, the middle-aged ladies on him. Yeah, he 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 did some dirt. I love I love the shot with the motorcycle. Yeah, that was <laughs> from the back sector. I'm, like I'm just the, that he's holding the gun with the gear from like he just came off the set. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so good. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. dope. Oh, my man, looking like the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the government wants him to come back into action, but he doesn't want to come back. Yeah. I found out that Bob Ross did twenty years in the military. He did. He served for sure. Yeah. Before painting. Yeah. <laughs> so. So. Yeah. Bob, went, Bob Ross is not to be tested somewhere. Yeah, Yo, for real. Tested. Like, listen, you see me make happy little trees. But I take out your spleen, so don't mess with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn, when they know. said that, when they said he did 20 years. Yeah. I didn't know there was that as a drill. I'm like, nah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's not on there. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my latest comic that I just did. Uh, oh, that's that chapter good. two. That's and that Sandman, he about to smack. 
Yeah. Sandman, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can not even the, sh the I can just tell by the shape of his head that Sandman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I know that yeah. Sandman. I Sandman. As I was drawing him, yeah. I said he looks so much like the Toxic Avenger. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> in some in <laughs> some photo about that. Yo, for real, <laughs> man. Right. Yo, I didn't yeah, think of you're right. right. He was so oh, inebriated. <laughs> Oh, that's so dope. Yeah, that's such. Yeah, that's so that's good. Silhouette. silhouette. That's yeah, so thanks. good. Yeah. So here's wow. one of the that's pages that's, of a, of a that's dope work, man. Lead up to a fight. With this one's got some uh, red in it in certain scenes. Oh, you got that. You got that whole like original Ninja Turtles vibe going too. Thank you, Love yo, yo. That is all right. I'm gonna show you something I, I just did. Here we go. Here we go. You here just go. you just activated the trap card because you just said, said that. that yeah. That's like Ninja said Turtles. That. Yeah. Yep. It's funny that you just said that because I just drew Ninja Turtles. <laughs> doing what? What are the turtles doing? I just drew Ninja Turtles. I went to Chile in uh in December. Nice. With with my wife to to be mm -hmm. with her family and her cousin. Uh makes and delivers pizzas out the house that that was his side hustle and then it became his main thing mm -hmm. in chile that's crazy. so he made his own business out of his house and i'm like we're talking passionate about pizza we're talking about uh ninja turtles i'm like let me draw you up some designs so I oh for like like like, a, like almost like a logo for like his company or something yeah like okay. like i said nice. if you can make some stickers of this and some so here's one. Oh my God. The pizza never looks like that, by the way, but that's dope. Yeah. 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 It looks exactly yeah. like that. Yeah, like, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got really, one more design. I just did. That's really good. Up. You know, it's because they never fold the pizza. That's true. You they know, they, just, they just let they it hang it. right there. Yeah. They don't fold it. Just another one I just threw up. Damn. Right, let me make it. Oh, wow. Oh, that's dope. Oh, that is dope. Damn, yeah. that is so good. That's really good. Yeah, I was laughing when you said the Ninja Turtle. I'm like, oh, shit. This freaking... Got to link it up, man. La Flaca, what's up, yo? So, so how many um, different comics do you have you drawn so far? Or are you just, like, on Sabu and then you're going to, like, transition uh, to... Independently, just now, I just did um these four... I, but through school and in, in uh, college, the actually the Sabu comic was my senior project, oh. and uh, uh, right towards the end, COVID COVID hit right right towards the end, and it like derailed a lot of shit. It was fucking COVID screwing bro. us up yeah. so bad. But yeah, uh, man, it still still did it, and I was just mad. I was very happy to just get it into print and, and For sure. put it out by hand. But I've sold. Uh, a little over 500 right out of just out of my book bag. Nice, Damn. nice. So, thank you. Yeah, so I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, I'm gonna start needing help for this. It's <laughs> 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 starting to starting to sell pretty fast. Good, good, man. That's what's up. So, let's so, so, all right, so let's let's start at the beginning, right? So, like, you know, obviously, you said that you were in the military for quite some time and then you got out, you went to school, but like. Was comics ever something that was in your mind before, you know, going to the military? Like, did you draw as a kid? Like, where yes, did it all I, start? I, I drew all the time as a kid. 
uh, and my dad, my dad would uh, get me coloring books, and I wouldn't even color in the coloring book. I would copy the coloring book. Yeah. And he would say to my mom, he'd go, your son's broken. <laughs> <laughs> we all been there. <laughs> but then I got really good memories of um, whenever I was sick, my dad would come with some comic books and he'd be like, here, you gonna, you okay, buddy? Here, yeah. here, I got you some comics. I got you. Like, <laughs> I just really remember just being up late at night with a flashlight or, or just freaking some type of light. And I, and I would try to like copy and copy and copy. And then um, when I was like 10, my parents put me into a, a, a thing in the museum, in the Metropolitan Museum. Nice. But it was mostly adults drawing in the museum. Mm -hmm. But I got to actually draw from life so you're, you're drawing all types of stuff like real skulls and, and mimicking paintings so when did you when did you think that like you know maybe i can create a comic when did that start oh uh actually uh when i was in basic training uh instead of sending letters to my wife i started drawing her as a comic character damn that's cool, man. So she would get a laugh. I would get a laugh. Like, I would draw her doing, um, like, at one point, I'm, we're having a phone call conversation, and I'm like, babe, I'm going to make you draw, uh, doing some gory stuff, like killing a <laughs> rabbit. Um, I'm like I'm like a different take of Snow White, you know, like that. Yeah. And then she's like, I don't want to kill no rabbit or no squirrels. Or, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have you kill all those things. <laughs> like all the cute animals like turn on uh, zombie like yeah now now he just set a standard that's hard to meet you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah. <laughs> he set a standard and i was like yo but you don't send me drawings i go first of all i don't draw second of all that makes sense yeah. <laughs> just remember who we're yeah, talking about okay yeah. I'll, give you, I'll give you a nice text emoji message yeah, I, stick I, I was drawing her and then um there was a good friend of, of my pops, my dad's friend. You know, you guys know a person like this who, who can totally fuck up all the damn time. Who can, who can fuck up any good situation? It's like 50% of this podcast right now. I am that person. I am that person. Yeah. 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 So off the rails in, in like a second, you were like, well, there goes that. My, my pop's friend, his name was Mike, Mike Kaz. Um, I called it the misadventures of Mike, right? <laughs> and so, because he would tell all these barroom stories that I would just go, I would die laughing and I'm going, get the fuck out of here. No way this happened. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> It's like so the, he'd, he'd tell you that, it, like the story would just tell itself. You're like, you really yeah, did I that? Was like, Let me just put it on paper. My pop and his friend, I'm like two Irish guys in a bar. That's there. There's your account. There's your story that can work every week. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally the story of Boondock Saints. Absolutely literally <laughs> the story of that. Absolutely movie. correct. Yes. Two Irish guys in a bar in Boston. And here we go. It's right funny, right like now, the, somewhere in Belfast, is a joke of, starting like that. Two Irish guys walking walk to a bar. The picture that you have of uh, Bob Ross, the picture you have of Bob Ross holding the guns. The guns in the back on the wall kind of reminded me of that scene in Boondock Saints when they go in all the guns. And <laughs> let me tell you, we referenced that movie maybe 
once every other podcast, maybe at least yeah, I yeah. do. Absolutely it's a very important yes. movie. Uh, oh, yeah. I love I love Moondog Saints. What's yeah. going on, Pro? What's going on, Amy? What's going on, Big Foo? We got a very special guest in here, man. This guy is super cool, super funny. Has been having us dying Thank from you. the minute he spoke. <laughs> Look and appreciate the alliteration of the name. Crazy Chris, the cartoonist, putting some real good stuff in there. If you guys got any questions, please feel free. But okay, so something that I like to ask, like obviously, you know, you have you mentioned that uh, obviously wrestling is a is a uh, an inspiration for you. So what are what are other things that kind of got you drawn? You said these books. You said turtles. You know, what is it that gets you going? Like you see, like I know you can see anything like your friends right now, like your dad's friend. But what really like got you inspired like back in the day? Origins. Crazy Chris Origins. Uh, what really inspired me back in the day? Mm-hmm. Like what? Like what comic characters? Which, what, what kind of t- TV shows were you I, watching? The comics that I really liked were any character that didn't have superpowers. So like Batman, I was Fuck always yeah. Fuck yeah. intrigued with Fuck yes. because of the psychological part of, okay, this is supposed to be uh Houdini mixed with uh, SF mixed with freaking uh, true detectives, you know, like yeah. it's, Oh, he, he's matter of fact, he's supposed to be uh Sherlock Holmes and Robin's supposed to symbolize freaking Watson. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, yeah. It's a good yeah. way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. Because all I, I think all these characters back in the day, they always got some uh, subtext, and there's always undertones, and and because they couldn't tell stuff like right out front, so they always have like something to symbolize or talking code. Mm-hmm. Batman's always. Bat, I mean. I, look, we have some Batman haters in here. Be honest, but continue. You, you save space. Let me let me grab some. Water please, please. Um, I could tell you. You ever read uh, Transmetropolitan? No. Looking it up right now. Let's Are you a here. fan of Hunter S. Thompson? Or Fear oh, and Loathing in Las Vegas? No, no. Rum Diary. No, no, I, I, I've the fear and loathing I've read, and then I saw the movie, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't like that that guy, that character. Um, they take him as inspiration for Transmetropolitan, so they use Hunter S. Thompson, that guy, the the writer for Sports Illustrated, who got into all this wild. He he lived like a rock star. This guy was a. Had a crazy rock and roll life as a writer. Mm. So they try to mimic it in comic book format with sci-fi wrapped around it. This is the artist who drew the boys. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So um it gets it gets crazy. Like that, I, I was so hooked to that, to that series. Like I, I think. Oh man, if there's one to like check out, it's that because the guy doesn't got no superpowers, he's just trying to put out the truth like yeah trying to tell the people but the people kind of like reject whatever the truth is they just sounds like a nut <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's kind of like today's society it, it yeah. totally like for this to be made in the 90s you just see so much wild like matrix stuff in there you see uh 
like that Johnny Mnemonic. This is just like Ooh. all this, all this like calling out futuristic stuff. Like that's my that, favorite kind of that's my favorite really, kind of shit. Really, like that dystopian future where yes, you know yes. the technology has saved us but messed us up at the same time. Yeah, and everyone's just hiding all that cyberpunk stuff. Cyberpunk, yeah, was, cyberpunk setting. I'm a like uh, apparently they have the the Blade Runner TV show dropping. Yeah, it's about to drop. I'm, yeah. I'm very excited about that because <laughs> that last movie was really good. Yeah. yeah. What is it? 2049. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. The series yeah. was really good. Absolutely. Yeah. So so real movie. quick, Batista's in that. So there's yeah, a wrestling that, that, link to that. <laughs> Batista's in that one. There's your wrestling link right there. Yeah, for real. Hold on. Before you go, before you go, Cap. I respect your views on Batman. You always make me think, uh, he says, I'm not a hater. I'm just not a fan of Batman. I actually appreciate that because we get to come in here and kind of talk shit about Batman all the time, even though like most of us like him. But I do like the, the, the different opinion, of course. Definitely pick up uh, Batman Black and White uh-huh. if you want to if you want to like have something to collect that that's like that also helps you with um composition and just looking at uh how all these great artists uh are are doing all these stories you just mm. and they're quick stories i want to say they're like five page stories and two page stories and but yeah batman black and white that's a really good book i think i always I always go back to reference that that's dope. That's dope. My bad, told you were gonna say no, no. something. No, I, so all right. So it's well known that me and Show, he's another guy that's supposed to be on this podcast, but he's always late. He's the diva. Um, we're not too well versed in comics, so you know, Cabs, Lay, and Cap are the experts. But one thing I can pride myself on is knowing about wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm a, I'm gonna steer it just a little bit to the wrestling side, and I'm gonna assume. That Sabu is one of your favorite wrestlers? Yes. Okay, so and I feel like he's uh heavily he was heavily underrated. He just felt yeah. like um this is correct. I, I was gonna do Stone Cold at one point, and I'm like, no, I don't wanna come out the gate with Austin. I was like, I, um I wanna try uh something that more people should know. No, I hear you. Someone that- I'm worried, yeah. And and you know, to the crazy shit is you can make a comparison. To Sabu and Austin, where like Austin had The Rock, Sabu had Rob Van Dam. You know yes. what I'm saying? Taz, you know, like in the the innovation that they had in the generations, you know, like because Austin was something completely different. He was the guy who went against the system and and yes. where the system's not supposed to exist. And Sabu was the like the fucking he was the suicidal dude that's already in a hardcore environment. Yes, like, yes. So if you're more hardcore than the people who are hardcore, it, that's some crazy shit. That's that was another thing. Like I try to put that in the comic that I remember getting a VHS tape with Sabu. Like I remember being given this VHS tape in school. Like it was a deal going. Down. <laughs> shady, shady stuff so out the book shady. bag. Like and then really, really this shady. Is, this is where what built him up. My friends are hyping him up so much. Cause they're like, you don't know who Sabu is? Oh man, what? And then everybody got their own little story on him. And then I and I see him, and I, the opening match that I see him is is him versus Terry Funk in a barbed wire match. 
Oh, oh yeah, so that the was infamous. My, yeah. That was me seeing Sabu for the first time, and I'm uh, just like, "What the fuck am yo, I watching?" Like, <laughs> yo, Cabs, if you're not a, if you're not familiar with that barbed wire match. I am familiar with the Barbara Max. So, I am, so, man. You know, old school, old school wrestling. Right. We can talk about. It's all oh, this new shit. Not to so, plug my comic again, but that's that's oh. what's in chapter one. Nice. That's what's in chapter one for nice. about no, 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 twenty no, no. pages. Please, please yeah. plug the comic. That's what you're yeah, here for. We're gonna yeah. put that's we're gonna put yeah. links up. We're gonna put Instagrams up. We're gonna do it all so they could come and see you. You have any projects working on any Kickstarters? Please let us yeah. know. Thank we you. Know, show love to all that shit, man. For real. Yep. Yo, That's Sabu cool. was the first guy that I've ever seen. Like he cut his whole bicep open. Yeah. Yes. Yo, he goes to Bill Alfonso, like, give me the tape, tape some yo, bicep yeah, <laughs> in the middle of a fight, of a real fight with Terry Funk on some yo, let my man, let me fucking do this, and then we can finish. And Terry Funk is like, stop being a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> he's taping it up. And you just see the tape like swinging from his body while he's fighting Terry Funk in a bar. <laughs> Like yo, you went from a a, a a a barbed wire match to a real fight back to the barbed yeah. wire match. It's like, oh man, that, we, I don't think we're gonna get wrestling like that, you know, anytime soon. I don't. I mean, I don't know, bro. Bring out the barbed wire. Bring out all that backyard stuff. I don't think the people are ready for that nowadays. What Maybe. have y'all been keeping up with uh, AEW or you guys? Yeah, guys yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I was saying, uh, we was talking about that Hangman, Hangman and uh, and uh, and the, and the Murder Hawk had a, had a good old school match. It's gonna give yeah, you that, all that feel. You know what I mean? Yo, Hangman got cut. It felt like during commercial break, mm -hmm. like above the he got hit, he got broken, he got opened up the hard way. Like yeah, you, you could tell the way he was bleeding. His beard was soaked. Yeah, was yeah a, man, there was no blading there, buddy. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just. It's it, sometimes it's good to go back to matches like that to you know remind folks that um you know these guys go through hell and high water just for you. you yeah. Know, yeah. Well, you're getting your money's worth and then some because those dudes can damn near pass out from all the blood they dropping right there. Yeah. Like, Wearing like John McClane on just some. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? I like, I, yeah, I don't watch wrestling as much anymore, but like now I'm messing with you guys. I'm going to have to jump back in sooner or later, bro, for real. Yeah. Plus, my, my son is now a big fan. I took him to an event the other day, and I'm not going to lie, this is one of the best sporting events I've ever been to in my life. Like, I've been to football games, basketball games, yeah. hockey games. This shit was electric. I was like, yo, this is so fun. Like, even yeah. if you don't fuck with wrestling, Pull up to the event, bro. Like just any any old regular. But there's 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 one you guys uh let you just said right now that there's the the one match that you always go back to. I actually just went back to this on YouTube like three weeks ago for no reason. I always remember it's kind of like a no holds bar. They I think they called it the the Chicago Street match. It was the Nation of Domination versus ah, DX. Nice. Yo, that match was ridiculous. It was just like a straight like six on six, like no pins. No, it was just whoever died last <laughs> wins. It was what yo son. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, yo, wrestling isn't fake, it's choreographed. There's a difference, it still hurts. There's still a lot of improvisation, yes. and these dudes will fuck themselves up. Like the way people get hyped about watching like the raid. You haven't seen the raid. 
The yeah, oh, yeah. Like the same way you get hyped about that choreographed fighting with special effects to make it look crazy. It's the same way you could get hyped for wrestling. Like if Absolutely. you if you see if you watch like old school Hong Kong cinema and love mm-hmm. that, you can also love wrestling. It's this it's the same thing, but all wrestling is just a lot more realer with a lot more injuries. I tell people all the time, bro, don't hate. These guys are really putting in effort. They're giving it their hearts every night. They have tons of problems. These motherfuckers barely make it past 50. You feel me? Like, yeah. Shout out to the wrestlers, man, for real, bro. Yeah, if you think about it, this the like they're professional athletes, like uh they're professional athletes, like let's say LeBron or Ocho Cinco, right? Where yeah. the narrative that they that the, the public put on them are that they're bad guys because of the decision and because of the way they act. Now they can't really be bad guys because they have sponsors and their teams and responsibilities. Yeah, sure, sure, but a wrestler sure. is the same athlete. You don't like me? Fuck you! At any yeah, moment he could be like, "Fuck you!" And now I'm I'm gonna kick your your boy's ass. And you know what I'm saying? Like they're the athletes that can actually talk back to you. Nobody you know sponsors. Nobody sponsors Stone Cold, thinking that he's gonna be all PG about it. Like, no, yeah. we are sponsoring your persona. We want you to curse at everyone. We want yes. you to throw beer on yourself. We <laughs> want all of that. Oh, I yeah. have a there's a podcast that I watch. Um, it's have, a, it's have, a, they're they're game journalists, and there's this one guy. He's like a huge wrestling fan. His name is Michael Huber, and he goes, "Yo, it is my dream to just get stunned by Stone Cold. I want him to stun the shit out of me. I want him to take the beers, throw it all over me. He's like, your life is over after that." <laughs> <laughs> That's you were going to say something, Chris, my bad. Bucket list. <laughs> For real, you were going to say something, though, Chris, my bad. Oh, I forgot what, what I was going to say. <laughs> my bad, no, my bad. Yeah, we're talking about sponsors. Who's, who's your and... favorite wrestler of, you know, of all time? Like, do you have a Mount Rushmore? Oh, Macho Man Randy like Savage. If, if there's number one, because I've I've been him for a couple Halloweens now. Nice. And uh, I act him out all the damn time in the house. We're not gonna make you With do my that. Wife. We're, not, we're, we're not gonna I make mean, you do that. I mean, if, but you, if you want, want to, to, we're not gonna stop no, you from no, doing no, it no. either. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I go around the house. I'm like, this a bill. And my wife's name ain't Elizabeth. <laughs> Yo, I swear to God, if I find a girl named Elizabeth, that's uh, that's how I'm gonna name. That's how I'm gonna. Yeah, that's just it a, for life. Yeah, just, just just look down. Don't yeah. look down. <laughs> just a little, just a little fun thing to throw out there. I find there goes the macho man right there. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I had to. I That's had to. funny. Go follow yeah. immediately. Yeah, for real, I put the link in. In the chat, I'll put it back in there. But so, so obviously, you grew up in the '80s. I mean, you know, you 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 fell in love with the wrestling in the '80s. You know, to to have Macho Man as your favorite wrestler, for real. So yeah, I'm an '80s kid. I, I'm uh, I was born in '85. Okay, okay. But yeah, Macho Man, the way he would uh, talk shit, nobody I ever saw was talking shit like that. <laughs> like, Seriously. The way anything he grabbed became a prop. Yeah. If you look at all the stuff he used, <laughs> like if there was a garbage can there, let me use that garbage can. Is that is that cream? <laughs> like, <laughs> <is> that cream? <laughs> he said, "I was with Peter when I saw that. Bring it with me." That the newspaper. I love. 
Mean Gene Okerlund comes over to him at one point and says, what are you doing, macho? And he's looking at the paper and he just starts ripping it up. And he goes, I'm looking at yesterday's news. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, because that's what you are. <laughs> Oh shit, man! I will always love the cup of coffee. Yeah, cup of coffee. <laughs> the, cream of the, from the cream of the crop. It's always like he finished with the pinky up, and I'm like, "What does that mean? What are you telling this macho?" <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what he was? He was a wife beater <laughs> for that that character. Just just look at the character, not him himself. Yeah, the character, and he's a pimp. Yeah. yeah. Look yeah. at the person that made his outfits. The dude that made his outfits made outfits for pimps. Oh, yeah. And wow. Macho Man sense. said he wanted to wear stuff that nobody else and no other wrestler yep. could pull off. Yeah. Because the more color he had, the more eyes he had on him. Because everybody yep. had the regular, you know, blue, yellow tights and all that. He wanted yep. mixed match shit to have, like, a peacock. He wants to be yeah, the, flash, yeah. yep, the flashiest <laughs> dude in the ring. And it, it's funny. I remember telling somebody, yo, Macho Man 1 was not a small man, but he got height on that elbow. It was oh, a yeah. Big yeah. Head. Hell he got yeah. so much height on that elbow. And it was like, literally, yo, his muscle memory is nuts because it was literally the same way every time. It never yep. looked yes. different. <laughs> and that and that and those ropes back in the day were so loose. Oh it yeah, was scary if you look at that. Shit. Oh yeah, that ring crew was like, "Yo, we gotta get this up. We got another yeah. show, man. <laughs> every, every we can't tighten it up fully." Now I have a question for you, for you wrestling guys. Then, like, are the story arcs and the personas as good as they were back then, man? Like the Macho Man's. The, the the Bret Hart's no, the, the 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 heartbreak kids man oh, like you know even one. even even basic dudes that weren't all that crazy were the still really guys fun. yeah yeah you know what I'm saying like I, I right now, man, uh, you gotta give them a chance the, the, like, the best storyline you have going on right now is Roman Reigns because of his evolution okay. like we said before he went from being forced upon us and now we're like yo that's who he should have been from the get like you should have let him evolve himself. Yeah. And uh, we said it all the time. Jericho said, like, yo, if you let him be him, he's mad cool if you let him be him. And that's, he's just Roman Reigns at 11. But nowadays, they're not like they were back then. They're not as anything. Like, it, a lot of it, they try to force it. So nobody's seeming natural, at least in my opinion. You know, it doesn't seem like, yeah. oh, that's all the dude is. No, it he's trying like, to be this way. It feels I feel like, like everyone though, like was a superstar. People, though, like Eddie Kingston. Oh, that's different. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. Eddie, though. Eddie's, Eddie's that way. I've seen yeah, that. I feel that like from that. Uh, yeah. certain wrestlers. They, they give such a good like MJF. Oh right? no, he's perfect. Have you yeah. seen him not break character with this eleven-year-old girl? Yeah, Go. yeah. <laughs> he gives her the Man. finger and shit. Yeah, I was dying laughing seeing this. <laughs> I could not believe that he did not break character with an eleven-year-old girl. <laughs> oh, yeah, he doesn't break Call character for nobody. Freaking said your yeah, parents was, did a big mistake yep. 11 years ago. Like, <laughs> was a, he, <laughs> there, he was wrestling at a beach somewhere, right? And he's on like he's on the second rope and a kid flips him off. He gets down and he like yeah. swings to kick the kid and the kid runs away. He's on some, oh, you flipping me off, you little bastard? And you hear him, oh, you flipping me off, you little bastard? <laughs> it's like he is literally that guy all the time. No interview changes. 
he's never like he sees I remember somebody told me at an airport they saw him and he was like, hey, go fuck yourself, I'm not signing shit. <laughs> You're like, my man, he's <laughs> cameras here. He was like, so cameras here. He was like, fuck you, I don't care. Yeah. So he's keeping kayfabe alive, but oh, then yeah. also got to be a piece of him that, that, yeah. that feels so good that he created this he did alter a, ego. He did a cameo for this uh, newly, uh, the, the wedding for this couple. And he basically was like, yo, dude, I don't know how you bag this chick. I mean, she's mid. Don't get me wrong. She ain't all that. For you, she's somebody. But I mean, like for me, she's nobody. I don't know how you bagged her. Is your ugly dude. But you know what? The, the fucking wedding. Just be happy she don't leave with me by the end of the night. You know what? Now, enjoy your fucking wedding. <laughs> that's what he did yeah, in the cameo. Uh, I'm like, damn. Son. Yo, no lie to you, Cabs. You would love this dude. This dude, you know, like. Yeah. Like the only the person that reminds me of that was like like Nikolai Volkov. I mean, okay. I mean, to the point where at no point this one dude literally changed his name to that. So he's at no and by the way, he's like from like Alabama, some shit like that. Yeah. At no point did he ever drop the accent. He would go through airports, sometimes in his wrestling yes, gear, yes. just to prove a point. Yeah. No, you're in a singlet on some <laughs> speaking in a Russian accent, and we're like, yo, my man, you you're good. You're 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 not in the ring. He goes, I don't care. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, why are you angry at me now? So I like um, Cap, yeah. Cap Victor says Macho Man had a match with Arn Anderson. I don't know who that is for the WCW TV title. One of his best. See, now WCW, that's when I was knee deep into wrestling. And when what, what really what really had me, I mean, NWO will forever be GOAT. Yeah, but what yes. really got me into WCW was all the the high flyers, man. Mm. All of the all of the Libre dudes, man. I, like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what got me. Saturday, Saturday Night Nitro. Yep. yep. That's Saturday was, Night. Uh, yeah. That's where you would see a lot of high flyers. I loved, man. I loved all of that shit, man. I used to be like, I used to watch that, and it was funny going from WWF, now WWE. You know, going yeah. into that, and I was like, yeah. And I, you know, you you would always see the. Like my parents rolling through Univision and and Telemundo, you know, you yeah, would you would catch it. They showed Lucha Libre on that, guys, but yeah, they yeah. did. But it's so you would I, you would always knew that they were on the scene somewhere, but I never seen them on the screen. And it was Otomo Drago, uh, Dragon, uh, Rey Mysterio, even the even the little dudes, even the like the regular no name, the Psychosis, I think was his name. Yeah, uh, yes. The supernova, yeah, <laughs> Yo, yeah, that, that uh, should really come into it. I, I remember freaking, uh, the moment I hear that Rey Mysterio beat. I'm like, shh, I got to hear this. Because, you know, you had to record it off TV. You couldn't, there's nowhere to, you're not getting a CD off that. I hear the beat and I'm like, yo, that beat is sick. I oh, that dun, 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 And then the, the Eddie Guerrero when he became a bad guy, that beat too. Yeah, that was fun. Yo, we got a question from the chat. I got Eddie Guerrero pin. Ah, nice. Nice. That's one of my all-time favorites, man. Oh, nice. Love that dude. Thank you. 
So, yo, we got a question for the chat uh, from Cap. He goes, Chris, do you think you would do a comic with one of the cruiserweights? Their characters seem to lend well to the comic book uh, enthusiasts. A cruiserweight? Is, is that what this says? Oh, yeah, sorry, my bad. I, I did. No, I can't read. Like, I did want to do a Chris Benoit comic oh, for a long time. It's just so hard to tell that narrative without mentioning the end of like how yeah. his life yeah. went. Mm. So like I would want to do it um not so I don't want to tell it jacked up. Like uh. I wanna tell like uh the dude went through so much like prior to that event. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's a wild ass story, <laughs> yeah, and it's Check a touchy this. subject too, because a lot of people still hate him for the shit that he did. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I can't blame him, and then at the yeah. same time, I'm like, you can't take the dude completely out of wrestling. Like, that's one thing you can't do. Is like you're taking an artist completely out of the, mm-hmm. of the, of the frame. Be, like, there, there's a jump in Royal Rumble winners. Hey, coach, and then skips over Ben Juan. Like, yo, there's, there's yes. no mention of that word of the Royal Rumble. No yo, they mention took, whatsoever. They took, away, they took away Randy Orton's world title win for a while when, well, he, when, yeah. when he beat yeah. Chris Benoit at SummerSlam. He became yeah. the youngest, he became uh, the youngest, the youngest champion. champion. Yeah. And, like, what? shortly after that, Brock Lesnar won the title. And then yeah. he became the, the youngest champion in WWE history. It's like, like you got to think of all the names that are affiliated with him, yep. <laughs> too. Yeah. Like, they get affected yeah. by that. And it's funny you know, that in Japan he was the Pegasus kid, you know what I'm saying? And then he he's one of the one of the few that started the cruiserweights in ECW, which WCW took from inspiration. And you're like, all right, then he was a horseman. He was legitimately a four horseman. Yeah, yeah. Gone. That's I, it. The the Owen Hart um tribute match was him yeah, and Bret Hart in WCW. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And that was yeah. when WCW was on a decline, that's one of the better matches they ever had, period. Yeah. No, I, just, I, just, I just got great news for the TV yeah. title. That five series match, those were amazing. Yeah. But now, yeah. like you can't, you have to look. Yo, you know how hard it's to find it on YouTube. Like you can only find like two minute clips, and then you just kind of like put it together, and watch them back to back. It's impossible. Like finding footage of him is almost impossible, man. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I just just check this out while we're talking about all of this, right? Literally mm-hmm. at nine forty three, my baby mom sits me up. She goes, hey, how were those seats at WWE Raw? They're coming back to Miami, and I'm looking at tickets. So I told her about the seats, and I was like, hey, listen, if you don't want to take the baby, I'll take them. I'll take them. And she goes, yeah, you can take them. It's Friday, March 4th, SmackDown. I'm there, fellas. <laughs> and you're going to see. You're gonna, I'm going to tell you right now. The guy that's gonna open the show is the best storyline to have going. That's Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah, I know who Roman Reigns is. Roman, I know yeah, who Roman Reigns. The, yeah, yeah. He's the best yo. thing going. He's the best story they got going. So right. yo, yeah, I'm Cavs. excited. I'm excited. Guys, I need you to do me a favor. Sure. You, you might think it's illegal, but if if you drop my name, it's not. If Sasha Banks comes out to the ring, oh, jump, over the, jump over the guardrail and give him my number. I'm that's gonna it? try. I'm gonna try to put them. I'm gonna try to Facetime you when that happens. Yeah, just <laughs> jump over the guardrail and be like, "Yo, this is Toe Tag's number." You know, you know what to do with it, and then just go back. And the security guard's like, "What happened?" And she's like, "Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let him go." And, and then you enjoy the show. You get free popcorn out of it. Guys, right, cool, cool, cool. Say less. Say less. <laughs> 
All right, cool. Like, there you go. I was, actually, I was actually waiting for that. I was like, here yeah. it comes. Let's not get it twisted. Sasha Banks loves me. It's just she's not ready to admit it. You know what I'm saying? She, she, like, no, I, no yeah. she told me. She told yeah. me in confidence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not scared of it, but you know what? Then I gotta let her do her thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's, she's a, a peacock. Let her She's a professional. Let her be a pro. Let her be a pro. I'm not gonna hold it down. Okay, here's a question, Chris. Now the like '80s movies, like, is there any '80s movies that you that you automatically it's on TV or you see it on a guide or you're like, oh, they're gonna give it or you oh, go they to live. it in Prime Video? They, they live. Like, it's Prime Video. They have it. The old school stuff. And like you go to, you're like, yo, I gotta see that. No matter what, we got we gotta sit down and watch oh, this. Or at least well, I, I do. Army of Darkness. The poster oh, in the back. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. There we this go. This shit right here, just like. I'll tell you right now, this motivated me mm-hmm. to like, yeah. I want to say in like my early twenties, I'm like, you know what? Fuck all that. I'm just going to, I'm just going to talk to the baddest bitch in the bar. Every time I walk in the bar, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That shit, that shit raised my ego. <laughs> that's what's up. man. That's it's dope. funny you say they live, you know, probably one of the, one of the best movie fight scenes of all time. Yes, yes, yes. Like it, it wasn't high flying. It wasn't crazy, but it was great. The it was, what, like the story behind it was great. Yeah, it's funny because somebody goes, like, "Yo, put on it's, these shades." No, it's that long. They're like, "Yo, but beautiful." Yo, have you ever been in a fight that you're like you consistently keep going? Yo, if two people do not like each other, they're gonna go, man. Yeah, cardio sometimes go. goes away. They're like, "Yo, by the way, props to keep Dave keeping up with a Roddy Roddy Piper." For real, yeah. a fresh, a fresh, a fresh Piper, a fresh, yeah, fresh Piper. Long yeah, hair. That, was a, that was a fit Piper. It's funny, yeah. you don't realize how big Piper is till he's in a movie like that. You're like, Yo, yes, he's a big man next next to regular people. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, next to yes. regular like, sized individuals. You know what I'm saying? Very but, fit. Yeah, they, <laughs> is, um, it's it's funny because I didn't know this, and it's hilarious. Watching the Golden Girls, right? And that yeah. woman Blanche, she looks like one of them. She looks like they live. Without like, when you, when you took away the thing, yeah. yeah. She was like, I was like, yo, do you see it? And she goes, oh my god, because of the hair and everything, she looks like they live. I'm like all the idiots, <laughs> you can look it up and go, damn. Excuse son. me for one moment. I'm gonna get the charger because my phone is freaking gonna die. Right. <laughs> all right, <laughs> one moment. Yo, cabs. Yo. To an- to answer your question earlier about the personas of the old school wrestlers in this, back in the day. They didn't have like a blueprint for what worked. They they took um like the top guys took personas from other wrestlers like Hulk Hogan took from uh um not um Billy superstar Graham. Billy Graham. The Nature Boy actually took the word the Nature Boy from Buddy Rogers. Yep, okay. You know like he, you know they they took their their thing like and also um I forgot the dude name but they took pieces of other Gorgeous wrestlers George. that succeeded. Gorgeous George yeah Gorgeous and George. they molded it to fit themselves. Uh-huh. And they ran with it, and then they grew into like phenomenons and shit. So yeah. it was basically like you had the macho man who can talk and do anything with it, or you had the guy who's crazy like like uh, the Ultimate Warrior. The, like these guys pl- knew what they were, and they went with who they were. Yeah, and and it worked. If it and the people who didn't know who they were or couldn't do any of the stuff, like uh, let's say Hercules Hernandez or okay. like the Warlord, they were just big brutes. You know what I'm saying? And Absolutely. like like a British Bulldog, he's he's a strong athletic guy, but 
outside of that, he's just a strong athletic guy with a dog that came down with the tag team, and people respected his athleticism. Yeah. Now nowadays, with the, with the shift in that in culture, it's either you're gonna be the tough guy or the funny guy because those two things get over no matter what. Yeah. Like Austin gets over no matter what. Santino Morella will get over no matter what. So if you're not legitimately a tough guy, you have to go into the comedy role now because they're not going to give you a chance to be an a, a individual, at least in the WWE, because it has to fit their mold. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because if you think about it, like, Roman Reigns right now is the tough guy. And that fits him because he's a, he got the charisma for it. But then you have other people like Seth Rollins. He can't be a tough guy. Not when he's wrestling Brock Lesnar, who's like 320 fucking pounds. <laughs> so, so he's the he's the comedian. He's the Joker with with Kevin Owens. But then Bobby Lashley, he doesn't have the charisma to be that tough guy that can like out talk you and like I'm the I got the biggest dick in the yard. He isn't he's very just, funny either. He's just athletic. Yeah. He's just the big brute. You know he's what I'm saying? Big brute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But outside of those. Pretty much those three personas, you're not getting much nowadays. Because man, they used they used to be but so gotta, much shit back in the day. AEW got some funny characters that that's no, why yeah. I do. Yeah, AEW. I love Orange Cassidy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And that, that's yo, that that right there. You know what he did, right? He took the Ryan Gosling character from Drive. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> he put yeah. that character and said. He just like he channeled that yeah. character, and he was just like, you know what? I'm just, I'm gonna be a wrestler. Just doesn't give a shit. That that that's <laughs> that is the laziest yep. wrestler. Wrestling with your hands in your pocket, but still wrestling. But he's also bro. the coolest to me. It's like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's funny. Uh, it is to to to, uh, to Cap's point is look. So look at what Soko, basket? Like, perfect example. This is my favorite wrestler of all time. They told them you you went you able to go do. CW with your black boots, black trunks. You're not really going to go anywhere. He goes, fine. I'm going to take what you said. I'm going to sell it to the top, and then you're going to go ahead and copy me, but with another dude that's that's bigger than me. You're going to make Goldberg out of exactly the image that I have. So basically, what was I able to do again? Say it again. Yeah. What? You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I was. I, 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 I miss Goldberg. I miss the spear. Everybody loved me. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he no, like, yeah, like, recently. I remember people always compare Stone Cold to Goldberg. Stone yeah, Cold to yeah, Goldberg. Yeah. And it, he was, yeah. Goldberg was huge, but Stone Cold sold it more. Oh, the, yeah. the charisma, the the in your face, that freaking attitude. Yeah, man. Like you got yeah, home I, from work. I love you because you you're, saw you're, Stone Cold. You're like, yes. He's kicking, he's kicking his boss's ass. Who doesn't want to do that? Who didn't yeah, want to do yeah, that? Of you're fucking up your boss. I go, I go back and forth of favorite wrestlers of all time, and you know there's a top three or whatnot. But like, I always wrestle between the Heartbreak Kid, of course, mm. and, and Stone Cold. And it's like, I feel Stone Cold this is a better overall. But I really was a fan of the Heartbreak Kid, bro. It's just like I, I, it's like whenever he would come out and you just see the the the, the women moaning. Like it was, it was like if you wanted to be that, I wanted to, I wanted to come into the classroom and hear women, ah, ah, you know what I'm saying? I wanted that. I wanted that. I want to tell you, my cousin, my cousin looked like Shawn Michaels, and at the time, I was shaving my head. Yeah. So I looked a little like Austin. Yeah. We had like real beef in the house over this. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> of this WrestleMania is coming up. So my cousin yeah. was like Shawn Michaels. He go. We had a, a basketball hoop in front of our house, and mm -hmm. he'd come out and let his hair out, and the girls would be like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> all over my cousin, and I'm That's like, "What? Funny, but he ain't bro. nothing. Like, <laughs> smells like shit. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I can play. Like, we just rank on each other all the damn time." I, but, uh, I remember first time I shaved my head, and everybody's like, "Yo, you kind of look like I know anybody is bald with a goatee." Yeah, you know, like you know, like Stone Cold. Like yeah. Vin start start running the bald guys down. Give me Vin the number. Yo, I'm saying though, let 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 Vin yeah. Diesel was like, no, it was like that that was specific though. You, you know really most you had the whole Vin Diesel shit going. You know what's hilarious here. about it, and because he had done Pitch Black, right? So he had no hair. Then yeah. I grow my, I find a girl like a little beard, my goatee, and then he does a man apart, and I'm like, this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. With all the respect, <laughs> I, I did love it because for some reason, older girls loving Diesel, and he did get me laid. That look got me laid. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo, like you know who you look like? I don't care. <laughs> Let's do this. This is a man. <laughs> name him, name him. Don't name him. So yeah, you man, did yeah. get you did get like, that get a lot. You would you would get it a lot. Like yo, there was times where like yeah. we were together, but like yo, Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> it happened. It happened. It happened. Absolutely. But like I said, I wasn't mad at it because you know. Yeah. It works. It works. You're like cool. It works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're like I need. I need to practice. Like <laughs> <laughs> for real. <laughs> now, all right. You know, we we definitely go off topic a lot. Yeah. But let, let's try to go back. Now, this is a every every person who draws comics here. Or or who comes on? You know, we had a, a, another person come on before. This is the the one question that we always got to ask. You know, are you Marvel or or DC? Getting DC vibes, and you can talk early Marvel DC and current Marvel DC because the the story's different. So you know, oof, he's thinking about it. Too. I, I, I like all it. right, um, if I would say to today, today, uh, I like DC's uh, the Dark Knight's metal. Mm -hmm. Ooh, nice! Mm -hmm. Really like that metal because um, I love Greg Capullo. Mm -hmm. To me, yep. anything Greg Capullo touches, his his pacing, his storytelling, um, yeah, uh, he just adds mm -hmm. he adds flavor all the time to his mm -hmm. stuff. Where I just I gotta look back at a lot of stuff that he draws, and I always see something new, or I'll find something new, and I'm like, what the fuck? How do you do that? <laughs> like. He, he always amazes me. Um, have you ever seen uh, the Court of Owls or read or read uh, the Court of, of Owls? Course, yes, yes, yes. Great story, amazing. Listen, I was I was overseas when I read that. <laughs> when I read that, that shit blew my mind, and I and then I I was very close on the brink to just going to school at that moment. Yeah, like just I, I was like inching my way more and more um then i read a uh, deadpool kills the marvel universe that i read okay. that and i was i was laughing my ass off <laughs> yeah 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 that's good yeah, stuff yeah. that's good stuff yeah so now nowadays it's dc D mostly DC, what about what about then but i i, I want to say i'm more into like the off kilter of kind of books now yeah. like i don't jump into marvel or dc as much or as common as i used to like mm -hmm. of um, course 
I'm really into Eric Powell, uh, Zagoon. Mm-hmm. You ever read the Goon? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or, uh, or Hillbilly. <coughs> oh. Those, Eric, Eric Powell, just, it's a different world. Like, he really captures this horror and comedy uh, duo mm-hmm. that not, every, not everybody could do it. Not everybody can freaking put that stuff together or, or do the reference. I don't know. It feels like a 1950s film. Like, it, it, it feels... It I mean, feels if there was one comic you could do, draw a pen, the, like, nobody can tell you anything, but you have complete control of the character. Or maybe two or three. Which, what, what was that again? No, my question is, uh, which, if you could do any character and you have complete control, like, you know, you, you're doing the Sabu thing. Like, you have complete control of the, you can do whatever you want, any storyline, you can make whatever you want up. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right the now. Is, tell you. Give me, give me at least two. Yeah. Two? Uh, just at least two, and they could be both DC or one DC, one Marvel, but that nobody can tell you shit. This is you doing you, the version you want of that character. Um, I would go with Plastic Man Whoa. as my number two. Whoa! Yes. Just because I, you can't, you can't tell me what to do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can make yeah. whatever shape I want. There, there will be some antics. And uh, but I, I had already had an idea for Joker in my mm-hmm. mind, um, because I had to do The Shining as a as a uh, as a comic for school. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. So I kept on drawing Jack Nicholson, and it kind of it was he's turning from Jack Nicholson, and then he's as the comics going on, he's turning into the Joker. Like that's what it's Whoa. basically turning. Okay. And and his face was getting like creepier and creepier. As a uh, as a comic book, let me actually. I think I got one. I know I had one close by. Oh here. Whoa. This is intense. I want to see this. So this was a. Uh, this was The Shining. Oh wow! Yep. Damn, that's that's good, oh, you see it, man. That's and, dope. I don't know if you remember the scene with the bear. Mm-hmm. Yo, that scene creeped me out so much. <laughs> and I had to like dissect this movie. And I was psychologically getting messed up dissecting this freaking film. Look at this. Oh my God. Just the back. And my what? little inside joke is the is the bear scene <laughs> <laughs> right here in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my pop saw that he was cracking up. <laughs> I'll show I you that's that's fun though, because it, it it appears to me that you could just take anything and just wild out with it. Yeah, like, like create just... your own world. That's how I feel. I feel like uh, if you had a if you could make a movie and you had an endless budget, yeah, right. That's comics. Yeah. If you had a series, a TV show idea, that's comics. Like. If you had the best writer and the best artist combined forces, like yeah. that's what that is. But yeah, that's how I started the freaking just a little that's college shit. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Do you model hey. your your drawings behind somebody? Like, uh, you know, you try to. Like uh, artists inspired you, and then you try to draw like them, and then you develop your own way. Or? Yeah, like uh, 
I was real inspired by Magic Kelly, my my, my professor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nelson DeCastro, that was another one of my teachers. He worked for Marvel and worked for DC. Um, Tabachman, he worked for Heavy Metal. But these are the people who, who taught me in college. But uh, Frank Miller is Sin City. Oof. I, I could... Frank Miller, he knows anatomy, but like distorts it just a way to give more of a feel. Yeah. So like Marv, right? Marv, yeah, I was just yep. thinking more. Yep. Yeah. A hundred percent. He like it's disproportionately like said, big. Right. It's but yeah. it's also like he said, all right. He took a piece of the Hulk. He took a piece of Frankenstein and then like mushed it. And said, like, we all know somebody like this, like, <laughs> and created this, this, like, I, I want to say barroom stories, like, kind of reminds me of Snatch. Ah, love yeah. that movie. Love, yeah, great movie. Right. Great movie. Oh, my God. I love, I love oh, Guy Ritchie. My favorite, my, my, yeah, favorite, guy. My, my favorite quote of all time never underestimate the predictability of stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> When you're yeah, giving no. when you're giving someone an address and you say, yo, everyone messes up here, not the blue house, the red one. <laughs> Never underestimate how badly they can mess that up. They yeah. will, they can, and they will. My favorite of all time. Bullet Bill. Freaking um you, you roller? Huh? You kind of cut off there for a second. I said rock and roller. You ever see the film Rock and Roller? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've That's heard, the first yeah. time we've seen um. You really see Gerard Butler, like you know, like doing his thing. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. Yeah, another Guy Ritchie classic. So I, I'm gonna let you guys in on my own what I'm doing now. What I what I'm start creating. Um, the project I'm working on now is me if I was a wrestler. So I'm kind of like, so that's why I created a Chris the Crazy cartoonist, <laughs> Crazy Chris. Yeah. I could picture people going crazy, Chris, crazy, Chris, right? Okay. That's just me like <laughs> amping myself up. Yeah. And, um, and I'm kind of like drawing out and trying to like journal me and my wife's like uh, escapades and shit, like argument, just everyday life. Yeah. And, and bullshit. But here's what I drew for. If uh, if I was a wrestler, <laughs> so this will be the title. It's gonna be called love, "Wrestling with My Demons." Love the love uh, the stash, man. That's yeah. a good title. That is, yeah. That's, that's a, that's a freaking, really good title. Uh, fell in love with the with the, the name. Yeah, that's a really good title. Kind of, and kind I did this that Bronson feel when you look at kind of guys that Thank Bronson. Thank you, yo. Yeah, that's yeah, where I got yeah. the idea. That's where I was um, seen it trying to mimic. This uh, yeah. alter ego would try to pull that uh, Charlie Bronson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that like, just that feeling of that no holds bar, freaking grit. Like, dude, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm try. I'm gonna put uh, who I am, but then who I think I am, or who who I want to be like, or what I want to be like. <laughs> I can kind of like merge the two between ego and confidence of. Mm-hmm. But the whole uh, title before Moxley freaking came out it was, uh, when it came back from rehab. Uh, John Moxley before he did that, 
Oh yeah, yeah. I made that, and I and I had that idea of like everybody always has uh inner demons mm -hmm. and inner battles because mm -hmm. that's probably like that's that's everybody's number one enemy. Serious. Right? It's themselves. Yep. So I thought through that title, I could constantly change the main characters and mm -hmm. and then intertwine it, uh, kind of like a Guy Ritchie film, a trial. It's funny, it goes back to the, the whole wrestling trope as you see someone involved through the pages that you're going to do yourself. You're going to see them change, you know, battle everything they got to do. So that's that's dope, man. Yeah. I'm with that. I think, I think it's wild when you see uh, comic artists evolve as well. Like, once you do one comic, you see the second one, they, like, instantly evolve because they, they pick up new things within their style or what works for them. So, like, it's pretty cool seeing that evolution. So what's, the, what's like, you know, this is another question that I like to ask the, the guests, especially people who come through and they're drawing. Like, what's the, like, what's the, I mean, obviously the end goal is to have your, your, your you know, your comics everywhere. But if there's, like, one main thing that you'd like to do, maybe someone you'd like to work with or maybe something you'd like to explore what is the what is the one thing what is the one goal that you want to like reach out of what you're doing now uh, my number one goal is just to have this as my main source of income and and mm -hmm. um and to just keep it as passionate as it as i did my first day like every day i'm trying to beat myself from yesterday you know what i'm yeah. trying to outdo whatever I did the day prior. So like I work uh doing commercial moving. Okay. At the moment. So like I had to go back into that <laughs> after college. But uh damn that GI Bill from the army that that's gotta be the most beautiful thing. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to say that going through the army was so well worth it to be taught by Mazzucchelli and, and just going to SVA. Like, I wouldn't have been able to afford that school. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess the main, the main goal, I want to have it as my source of income, but I, I think it, I think besides all that, uh, I'm pretty happy with just creating and just finding yeah. this path. There you go. Of creating comics mm -hmm. because you know like Nas said if you're real about it you, you you do it for free right yeah so i remember just having that eureka moment of like uh if i was to go to school what would it be for and just going like cartooning like i just i just thought hard about it, looking up schools and then I, I saw there was only two cartooning schools two or three and i was like that's it i just i gotta go to the school that's that's where I transition. That's where I pivot. Cool. Any any kind of like a like a dream tag team or like a matchup, something you someone you'd like to work with, like your dream. I know you mentioned a couple people now, um, you know, writers and people who inspired you and stuff. But like, who would you want to like work with and you know potentially like do a comic book with? I would love if Image, if Image Comics, Ooh, or Dark okay. Horse, or Dark Horse specifically. Because I've been sending me submission. This is another thing. I think um, this isn't just with comics, but I think if anybody takes failure, that you just got to accept it as part of the process. For sure. 
and not get so rejected and ejected from it. Cause I, I know that shit was happening to me when, uh, when I first was trying out for this school, I got rejected and it wasn't even cause of my portfolio, but I thought in my psyche right away, like, oh, it's my portfolio. Oh, fucking, it wasn't good enough. But it was my GPA from like high school. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So it, my shit from high school was like 10 years. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? You're looking at my shit from 10 years ago? For real. <laughs> yo, they take any excuse, bro. You was, like, was late in pre We can't have you. <laughs> like, to get into that school, I was studying my ass off for SATs. I was freaking uh, really, really going hard, like trying to get it. And I thought that that's what... Damn. It wasn't. <laughs> So don't, yeah, don't don't get discouraged. Definitely. Yeah, like, like can't, can't take rejection personal. You know what I mean. You just gotta keep yeah. rolling with it. Rolling with the yeah. punches. Yeah. Some, sometimes tough. sometimes life tests you to see if this is what you really want. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Todd McFarlane, the yeah. creator of Spawn. Mm-hmm. He got something like 300, 300 rejection rejections in one year. Damn. And he kept he kept most of them. He kept most of them. Like he said, this these are the guys that got back to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he no, said yeah. that he, whenever anybody asked how, what was his secret to getting it in? And he said, I just wore them out. <laughs> <laughs> just kept, yo, someone is going to have to hear me out, bro. Someone's going to have to listen to me. Yeah. Right. I, just, yo. Yo, I, need, it's, I need one yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yo, it, to be honest with you, it's kind of like wrestling because in wrestling, a bad reaction or a good reaction is a reaction. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. The one thing you don't want is silence. Yeah. So when you're emailing people, like I email people to come on the different mm-hmm. podcasts, when they don't reply, it's like horrible. But yeah. when someone does reply, whether it's to reject me or not, it's like, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you taking the time. Yes. Yes. Thank you for telling me to fuck off, but at least you told right? me to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Or, off. Like, Tell me the reasons why, like, so I can work on it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Shit. <laughs> so, is I'm, there is there is there anything related to like drawing, you know, maybe like a cartoon or maybe going into film production, something like that that you ever thought of? I know you mentioned, you know, potentially oh. doing a movie or something like that. No, I would love for that Bob Ross to freaking be an animation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm ready to go up against Rick and Morty right now with it. Yo, for real. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, like a cartoon. The way I drew it out, man, and the plans that I have for it, like I want it to be three chapters. And uh, I want him to go, chapter two, I'll just say, I want him to go into Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just and go everywhere. I did not see that coming at like all. Going to, <laughs> like going to Sesame Street. So like that that, that scene. Big with, that, no, yeah. That scene from The Wire with Homie, I forget his name, that he's just walking. It's just Omar. Bob Ross in a trench coat walking Omar. down. Yes, and you yes. hear the yeah, you hear Omar, the whistle. Yeah, that, you yeah. hear the whistle. Yeah, and he just goes to Sesame yeah, Omar, Street yeah. and just bah, 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 pop it. Yo, that is yeah, to expand on that movie thing, I, w- I wanted to ask you who played, like, let's say they made a movie of your wrestling character, Wrestling with My Demons, and the Sabu card, uh, comic that you made. Who, yeah. 
who would you cast to play Sabu and who would you cast to play you? That's great. That's a difficult. That's a difficult that's a one. Great question. Who to play is... me? God damn. <laughs> you can pick anybody. Anybody. Oh, I guess I'll, if I pick anybody, then Tom Hardy. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's hey, it. You know, Yo, you know, I'll be that's he exactly played the dude. I was thinking, I was thinking he, he, he played yeah. Bronson. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like it's this. not gonna be a stretch. Bro, yeah, I feel like I feel like stretch. I feel like whenever you ask anybody, yo, who would play that? Tom Hardy. Yo, <laughs> who would be who would be Wolverine of oh, Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy. Yeah. Yo, if we're gonna who would play Malcolm X, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. <laughs> but he's supposed to yo, no. Tom Hardy. Put some glasses on him. You'll never know the difference. You're like, <laughs> like his hair red. Like his hair red. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Same guy. Same guy. It's a, it's a, Tom Hardy <laughs> is such a, you know, he's expressive with, with motion more than anything. Yes. Yo, I swear to God, in in he's Mad like Max, he says three things. At the right moment. Yeah. yeah. In Mad Max, he says three things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that and that's a, that's, you know, that's, an homage yo, to the original Mad one. Max. But like, yeah, he has to, I think he has no lies, like 16 lines, the whole thing. Yeah. He got the auto That was school. such a gorgeous movie. <laughs> like, here, you're good. Actually, yo, did you see it, Did you see it in black and white? Did you see it in black and white? Black and white, Mad Max? Yo, the, so. A Fury Road? Yeah. So when they had, they, um, they released it in theaters in black and white. Ooh. And it was, it was literally for like a week. So my friends and I were like, we had nothing to do. And I think we were going to go watch a movie. We watched the movie. And then we snuck into Mad Max Black and White. Sick. What? I was like, yeah, you can look it up right now. Yo, Mad I, Max Fury Road Black and White. It's so good. See this yeah. in Black and White. Yeah, man. Fury Road oh, Black man. and White. The, the creation of that, you know, most of it wasn't written. A lot of it was drawn out. Yeah. You got to look at the art to that, too. The the, the art to Fury Road. I actually seen some of the I've seen so I was like I was weirdly into Mad Max Fury Road weirdly into that movie so you could I saw some of the concept art for it sick look at some of that Mad Max concept art it's so good bro yeah yeah, that's what I'm saying the way the way they more movies should take that freedom of of drawing out the script not writing it completely out but but Certain things, as soon as you see it, you get it. You know what it is. You're like, okay, this is supposed to look like this. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts, like, in between. It's funny. When I, when I was younger and I saw the first Mad Max, I was like, I don't know who this crazy Ozzy is, but I'm with it. Because yeah. he literally went from just being an honest cop, family man, yeah, and left. And then part two, I skipped part three with Tina Turner because I got weird, right? But you you see in the movie, and you're like, yo, I can see the world being like that. You can yes. easily, and especially in the '80s where she was going left, you're like, that can happen. That can happen tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? You see that every year, at least once a year. You think about, it, you're like, this kid, well, this kid can go south quick, man. Yeah. But, uh, but props to the to the director for practical stunts. Just like the yes. dude swinging on the the dude like, swinging on the. The concept Ooh. part for that, for the yes. vehicles with the little poles swinging, yo, oh, serious. Dude. I think that dude. was like, ridiculous. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that whole act, that shit was like an hour action scene. To you end know what I love? It's it, a it reminds me of Heavy Metal magazine. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was it was Heavy Metal. The entire time. I'm like, why can't there be more of this? Like, yeah. why? Yeah. 
Why is one, it I'm like, yo, why, why do we need a guitarist? He's not accomplishing <laughs> anything right now. For out of the four out of the fact. He was literally there. It's like back in the day, you know, when you go into war, you have the drummer. Ah, that's they true. just yeah. have to, they just have somebody rocking out flames yeah. everywhere. That's it. That's it. I actually played the video game for Mad Max, the one that just came out recently. So it's not the greatest, but they have some like cool car combat and like creating your car, like souping up the car. It's super fun. Now it's funny that you mentioned the time period because you know a lot of people do post-apocalyptic stuff, and you know what I'm saying. Um, I'm actually playing a video game now. It's an older game, but this fucking game mixes like three different genres. It mixes uh, cyberpunk, post-apocalyptic, and medieval, all in one. Like shit is like yo. So you have robots walking through like ramparts. And like you just see, and they're just like glowing crazy technology. It's insane. <laughs> I, like, I like that kind of weird shit. Like, let's go crazy. That's why Mad Max is so good. Like, yeah. there was no thinking about that movie. You could say, look, we know what we're doing. Like, I don't even call it, I almost feel like that's like a remake of like a, no, of, it, a yeah. Road Warrior. It's almost like a yeah. remake. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it's a Road Warrior. Yeah, uh, like, he the, shows up. He does what he has to do and just keeps it moving. There's nothing to this man's story. Like in the in the beginning of the Bob Ross comic, yeah. I freaking show that the world is in shit and they need the, the psychedelic warrior. Yo, I, yo, <laughs> the psychedelic yo. warrior. My man's just yeah. popping. My man's just popping weed like fucking Popeye does a spinach. That's so <laughs> oh, good. Man. And I'm like, yeah. I gotta draw this right now. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope, man. You know what? I'm actually actually with you. I'm actually with you, Chris. Like, out of all the shit to pop off that you're doing, I kind of want that Bob Ross too, bro. I want that. I want that to go off. I want to see Bob Ross like they have, like they have Invincible. I want to see that like Invincible. I want to be like, yo, I know where that started. That dude's (laughs) high. He's fucking. (laughs) I want to see that Bob Ross in. Like he literally goes from painting. He comes outside and the gad is like the, the gear is waiting for him on his bike. He's like, oh, it's about yeah. to go down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got fucking Bob Ross doing the, the shotgun terminator two flip. Just oh the- <laughs> just <laughs> yo, that's a, that's actually oh a really God. funny like, idea, kid. It's it's, so, it's so such it, like it writes itself. It really does, man. I'm like, I'm weirdly, you, it really uh, does. It really stage was just like just coming out of my freaking hands, like Bob Ross, like the, the psychedelic Bob. warrior, bro. That's you know, so when you, good. When you say the thing yeah, about you wouldn't pick that up, like, you in the service. Novel, you would. When it says the service thing, it kind of links everything up that he was in the service. You're like, it's plausible. Yes, Bob that's Ross served. So you're like, was, yeah, he could get away I with this. Like, like he definitely off. knows how to handle a firearm. Like, absolutely yes. right. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to do that classic uh, John Wick kind of like story. This is a guy who's peaceful. Yeah. He doesn't want to go back. He doesn't want to be his old self. Like he's telling them. Like, so that's that's what I got. Shit. No, but that's what I got. That's what I got from the front of the picture with the motorcycle. It's like this old cowboy back for one yeah, last yeah, rodeo. Yeah. That's what I got from that picture. So I was like, yes, like it yeah. really works. I actually. That is a really as, funny idea. As it goes down the road, he becomes more and more like Clint Eastwood. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking more and more at Clint Eastwood stuff and expressions. And yeah. 
So you got so that spaghetti that Western reference. stuff going, right? Spaghetti Western stuff, the good, the bad, and the ugly and stuff like that. Oh, the yes. man with no name, oh. you know. Matter of fact, uh, you ever see the Johnny Depp film Dead Man? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you have the, the black and white film. I saw that in a in a, in a film class, mm -hmm. and that blew my mind. That blew my mind because of the way the storytelling was and just the lighting, the it was just freaking awesome to me. Yeah. I, I, I kind of saw that, and I thought of um. You remember the way of the gun, Benicio del Toro and and yeah. Ryan Philippine? You remember that yes. one? Yes. They kind of you kind of see you can. If they would have made that in black and white, the way of the gun, it would have been way more successful. Because the way that movie starts is you know. Oh you man. Know what I mean? But it's like you can see that with the John Depp movie, you can see that too. You're like, all right, I see somebody saw the same. Somebody saw the same movie. You saw that movie. Yeah. You made this movie. That clearly happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I love that. Yeah. I love I love uh, how art influences uh, more more of the same. Like you, you use the same composition. You give do a montage. You gotta steal like an artist. So you take from multiple things, and then it's original. Yeah. If you just take from <laughs> one artist. Now you're plagiarism. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. It's plagiarism. Yeah. But if you do like Quentin Tarantino, right? Take from here, take from there, take from there. I'll make my own shit. <laughs> yep. So, so who would you have play Sabu? Damn, that's hard. That's very hard. Because I don't know of another Sabu. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> who'd be that's the true. closest? Yeah. It'd have to be somebody who who was gonna thrash their body like him like can you name any the only person that doesn't care about their life is tom cruise right now <laughs> the only person that doesn't care about his life he's doing crazy stunts and like he's he's completely not about his life anymore like, he's like, like, oh you want to like, go ahead you want to help death tom cruise is playing sample <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 It'll be it'll be the dude from Eternals that they can go. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the dude from Eternals. Go that one. He got he got ripped. He got ripped for yeah. that. But yeah, again, but Sabu he, wasn't ripped like that. Nah, yeah. He I mean but, he was physically was ripped up. He but, was yeah, know. he was scarred. He scarred. Yeah. <laughs> I will never forget. I was there for um, when Sabu versus Rey Mysterio and ECW One Night Stand. That ECW yeah. event. Yep, yep. Was it, was it One Night Stand? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Man, that match. I thought Rey Mysterio and Sabu both died. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's through the table. Screaming. At the top of my lungs, like we just witnessed a murder. Yeah. Oh my god! Because <laughs> he ran off a chair, jumped off the middle, jumped off the top rope in the middle, and and Rey Mysterio is just right there, and takes the DDT through the table onto the concrete, and it just looked insane. That's how the match ended. Yeah, yeah. Who comes over yeah. and says, "That's it, no more." It's this dorky ass character with a bow tie. 
And it, it's, yo, it's crazy because in the beginning of that match, they booed Ray because Ray was a WWE guy because he left ECW. Yeah, and then when right. he once he did that, everybody was like, oh, this is awesome. We love you, Ray. Meanwhile, I Ray was, is I was literally scared, one of the originals actually, before I, he became ECW. Ray was there before yeah. that. And it was yeah. 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 wrestling. He's, a, he's an original. He the first, like, yo, he's a cruiserweight that started shit. And he was like 15. He yeah. was like 15 when he started. <laughs> Yep. Crazy. I mean, he looks 15 That's now. So you know, crazy, he's like, like thinking about that. Yeah. Kid is 15 and, pro wrestler. You're like, um. Him in psychosis. Yeah, you're like, um, yeah. you, you should, do you have, is your parent with you? Are you alone? Some Spider-Man shit, bro. Well, that, yeah, that, absolutely. That was, well, that was because of his uncle. Absolutely. The original yes, Rey yes. Mysterio. Yes. And remember, he was Rey Mysterio Jr. Yeah, because he surpassed yes. his uncle in so yep. many ways. Oh yeah, Prof. Ray, man. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember seeing that match and just thinking, "Oh man, I hope RVD and, and Cena like they could surpass this." Shit. <laughs> and the the um the amount of like electricity, the the amount of, of just like that sign in in the, in the balcony that says, "If Cena, if Cena wins, wins we riot." We riot hundred and ten percent true. Oh yeah. That if Cena would have won, that crowd was definitely, definitely Some, gonna ride. Somebody was dying that night. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. For every time it got close with the two count, I was like, oh my god, I really hope Cena don't win. Oh my god, <laughs> I hope to make it out of your life. Like. <laughs> Yo, this is the same crowd that threw their own chairs in the ring, like. They yes. they buried wrestlers in chairs like the entire stadium just threw their shit in the in the ring. Then they they broke the ring because they all got it like all the fans got in the ring and started jumping on the shit, destroyed the ring. I remember by the end of that night, just it was completely smoked out. That whole top area, the balcony area, was completely smoked out. <laughs> Everybody having a good old, Hell yeah. a good old time. And I was like, I think I was, I was like. Who's that, like 16 or 17? Something like that. I was a teenager when I fucking saw that. <laughs> <laughs> the that good old true. days of wrestling. This is true. The yeah. sign is how Totag lives his life. Totag is not the biggest John Cena fan. I hate I'm John sorry. Cena. I'm, I'm, hold up. Hold up. I, I said that you wrong. Know, he fucking hates John Cena. Yeah. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You for, did. You I did. hate him for a very long time. I think I, ju I just like, you know, the athleticism. But you yeah, activated Cena, the trap card. He is such a good heel. He's such a good heel because I, I like really feel that hate for him. Yeah. <laughs> so I oh, brother, it's not even an energy. It's not a vibe. It's it's like a statement. You know what I mean? Like it's. I actually I mean? got a funny. At this point, it's a fact. A, <laughs> I got a I got a funny story because I did I did meet Cena one time in the airport with Sheamus. And uh, me and my wife were at the airport, and I, I just got I just got home from some type from some training, and me and my wife were at the airport subway, the the, the sandwich shop, and the dude who's gonna take our order, his jaw like just drops, and I'm like, what the fuck is he looking at? And then yeah. we look behind our, ourselves, and it's Cena and Sheamus on the line also. And then my wife doesn't know who this is, and I'm like, oh my god, that's John Cena. 
Toe, Toe would have probably just looked back and gone. So I'd have been like, I'd have been like, I'd have been like, oh shit, that's that, that's Seamus. Your ass was, gotta stop. Let me get my sandwich for you, <laughs> bitch. I was, I was a little bit of a dick, accidentally, because I said to John Cena, I said, hey Cena, could you take a picture of me and Seamus? Oh my, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's so beautiful. <laughs> He looked Beautiful. at me. He looked at me like, like I fucking dissed him so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so he looked at me like, like okay, I feel better now. Come on. Like, yeah. Like, but yo, so he, he went. Have, have that picture. He would have to use someone else's phone. I'd be like, Yo, Cena, take a picture of us with your fucking phone and send it to me. Airdrop. I don't want you touching my shit. <laughs> I seen how you take rock bottoms. I don't want to pick. Oh I don't want to chance it with the you fucking I mean? pictures. I don't want nothing too complicated for your ass. Why is it that? Oh, why is it that John Cena, besides the invisible thing, you know, why has it become such a meme and like overall just like hated by everybody? I remember at one point. People like John Cena as a wrestler. What happened, or or was that was that never a thing? Uh, right, so take it away. This is I can say for myself time. that I hated him for a long time, man. So <laughs> what happened? Talking. So what? So tell me what happened to, with Cena. Right. I want to understand. All right, all right. So, Chris, if you want to explain, you can. But you know, I'll I'll, I'll give my little two cents here. No, no, I want to hear. I want to hear. All right. I hear your... Now. I know a lot about this fucking guy because I know a lot about wrestling. So he started as the prototype in the WWE. His, you know, his he debuted against Kurt Angle in the Ruthless Aggression era and all that other shit. That character went nowhere fast, and he was about to get fired. And he needed something to do. He started rapping in the back, Mm -hmm. and I think it was Stephanie McMahon was like, "Yo, that's a good character. You should do that." So that's when he became Thug Life. Master Thugonomics John Cena. Now, I enjoyed that version of John Cena because that was something different. Mm -hmm. And that was something that was the culture back in the days. Yeah. And, like, in all honesty, you wasn't going to get somebody that serious as a colored person, you know, as a Spanish or as a black guy, that serious. And then to him repping that, like, hip-hop and the, the culture we were, wearing the same shit we were, saying the same shit we were saying... It was it was dope. It was like, yo, this community is being represented somehow yeah. in wrestling, and yeah. and also like he did something different. Remember how I told you, you had those three personas? Yeah, he was the fourth persona that was something different. Yeah, you know, and he he was just he was that guy. People loved him, and he pissed on the Undertaker's grave as the you know he did shit that no one did before. And then as soon as he got into a movie, yeah, all of that stopped. He Every came back on the, single... after the Marine. He started. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. Was, uh, there was no. It, it was it was that. Once yeah. he yep. started doing there the is. salute shit, yeah. I was like, get the fuck out of here with that, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't he even do salute. Right. He, yeah, do he doesn't right. know how to salute nothing. He didn't know how to but, salute. I mean, you yeah. know, going to do it. There was Come no trans. There was no transition period. Yeah, just went it was, from Cena to the Marines. Yep, it was. I'm a, I'm a be y'all and steal your culture until I make it. Like every other white man, mm-hmm. and then he made it, and boom, bye. 
My bitch is not wearing cargo pants and Kmart sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? He went from wearing jerseys and Jordans to Kmart sneakers and khaki jo- and khaki I, I shorts. I would sometimes salute my lieutenant like that. I would do the, the fucking yeah, yeah. rundown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hated please, that please shit. Please tell me after you do that, you started running. You do the... You yeah, I would do a little bit of a run. <laughs> like that awkward. <laughs> and almost fall yeah. over. I remember yeah. I seen him on, on the Best Damn Sports Show one time, and 50 was there. And he seen a like spit some bars for Fifty, and Fifty was like, "Yo, that kid could actually, he could actually spit." Like, I know the song is. I mean, I, I mean, I can't hear that John Cena song and not get right. excited. You yeah. know, it's, it's hard not to. But like, yo, he could spit. Like, he has some stuff there. But yeah, not. It's funny that you say that because I remember kind of like even me as a as a someone observing wrestling way from the outside, I do remember this corny ass fucking, yeah, that Marine persona that he undertook. And it was like, nah, you're right, man. Damn. And then everybody started saying that they can't see him. That just yeah. became the joke. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But you know, what's funny props to Cena for not taking that personal. And just like what we said, he was like, yo, I love the fact that people say that shit all the time. Like, yeah, no, on everybody's lips. And, like there's nobody not saying, who uh who is Jimmy Jimmy Fallon interviewing? There's nobody there. Who's he talking to? Meanwhile, he's in a peacemaker <laughs> yeah. outfit. Yeah, he's like, in a peacemaker he's outfit. He's literally yeah. in gear, but like, who's he talking to? Yeah. Because is anything you say is a good reaction. If no one said anything, right, then right. there'll be a problem. And it's what, good to, Eric Bishop to have that perspective too to think about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Eric Bishop said controversy creates cash, right? Yep. That's like yeah. it. that was one of his books. A good book, by the way. Get a chance to read it, but what, what was controversial. That? We controversy all makes lose. cash. Oh, uh, controversy creates cash. We either want to see him lose or want to see him win. Like, there's right. no in the middle. That's why yeah. you have Cena sucks. Let's go Cena. Like the crowd yeah. is right down the middle. And and the the crazy shit is like just like in business, when when you're when you're good to one person, they'll tell like one or two people. Mm-hmm. When you fuck somebody over, they'll tell the world. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. so like. He, he, I'm pretty sure someone in the business told him, like, yo, if they don't like you, you're going to fly because no, everyone's going to hate you. Mm-hmm. If there's some people that like you, a little bit of people going to like you, but everyone's going to hate you. And and him never turning heel and keeping that baby face shit made it even worse. And that's when started people started to be like, oh, it's cool to say Cena sucks. Like, people thought it was cool to say Kurt Angle sucked. But they right. only said Kurt Angle right. sucked because that was what the wrestlers co- said to him, and that was part of the gimmick, like the Burger yeah. King for Jerry yeah. King Lawler. That was Cena, yeah, Cena sucked because we hated him. Yeah. And then it's just like the people that came in, like, oh, Cena, what? Fucking Cena sucks. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it got to the point where, like, I had a kid. I was I went to a live event, and I'm, I'm screaming, Cena sucks. And then, like, this little kid was saying, let's go Cena. And he would look at me, and he was like, he stopped saying it. Yeah. And I turned on, I was like, yo, bro, don't let me stop you from cheering your guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason I don't like him, but there's a reason you do like him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I should not influence who you like and who you don't like. Like, Absolutely. If, that's, if Cena tells you never give up, don't let, don't let me stop you from cheering him. You know what it, it, it appears, it appears like the fun thing to do to hate John Cena. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but like my hatred is, is real. I, yeah. I look at it now and I see that from the art perspective. So I see it more of 
the reason why I didn't like him at the moment is because I was just gravitating to different characters and just yeah. and different wrestlers. He yeah. didn't speak to me at that time. Like, if anything, when I would hear him rap, I would say, "Get this corny ass motherfucker!" <laughs> like, I, I would get mad when I heard him rap. And I'm yeah. Like, I remember yeah. I was telling I said this in the wrestling thing that at one point Roman Reigns was in his hometown of Pensacola, Florida, right? And they booed him. I said, now I'm a fan of his. Yeah. That's your guy. That's your that guy is from your literally from you, from your place. And you're gonna boo this motherfucker? I'm with him. Luckily, <laughs> I, I timed it right where the next time he came back, he was the tribal chief. So it was like a good timing for me. But yeah. I was like, yeah. I, I remember this specifically because it was the paper we were watching it. And I'm telling my boys, are oh, you on Buddhist? No, nah, I'm with him. I'm with him. Don't boo you. Don't, you don't boo the guy from the home. You don't do that. So, yeah. so is that what happened to Cena that he kind of just became too much of a meme? Because everything. No. The John yeah. Cena, the invisibility, the yeah. he just became too oh, yeah. popular, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. for for most people, yeah, it, that's what. It was. But for me, honestly, and you can you can um you well, know, they can contest it. Is like, I'm the type of person that I want the best from anyone. Yeah. Even if your best isn't really that good, I want you. I want the best from you. Mm -hmm. And and I see John Cena, and he's wrestling, and like the the quality of match he's putting. Is going down and down and down. Well, he, he, he can't. And he got to. He got to preserve. He has to preserve himself for no, no, movies. But I, but, but, yeah, I was going to say overexposure is a thing as well. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. He, saying with, with uh, how athletic he was. I could say uh, he's probably a very reliable wrestler that they that they counted yeah. on, right? They can. Yeah, he only got hurt like twice. I'm, I'm, they I'm, they I'm, can constantly go out there, you know, and that's a tough. That's a tough schedule. I yeah. Oh, yeah. The best like 300 no, I mean, days out of the year, son. You're no, just, the, you're the best. Yeah, that's a wild. That's a, such the a wild. Best, uh, the best ability is availability. Yeah. Right. Like, yes. yeah. right. That I'm stealing then, that. I'm stealing that. The, from, oh yeah. yeah. The overexposure part, like let's say somebody like Undertaker, was so good because he was only coming a certain amount of times of the year. Yeah. So, and I got you hyped for him, or when he just. Popped out of nowhere, you're like, oh my god, Undertaker's yeah. back! What? Yep. Like, you, yep. because when he came up. out, it was serious. It was yeah. an event. It was, it was an event. Stone Cold. Yeah. Like Stone Cold, whenever he disappeared, oh, yeah. Any of your that your favorite wrestler? Yeah, that was the problem with Roman Reigns. Yep. Your favorite Absolutely wrestler pops correct. up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is a problem. Yeah, I was a Rome, like they forced. He was getting forced. Yeah, we yeah. Like, kept on forcing, trying to do this like kind of like Yo. rock. Kind of when Rock yeah. first came out. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. It was so good for them to flip that and let's turn yeah. and heal. You gotta do that. Yeah. Like, you gotta experiment. No, for real. It's like yeah, it's like your cabs. Cool. You love you love Sancocho, right? But let's say your mom makes the best Sancocho you had. She does. And and someone makes an okay Sancocho. Oh, it's terrible. But then you have to eat it every day. Oh yeah, okay. And and now you're looking at the Sancocho like yo, fuck this shit, son. Yeah. I'm, yo, fuck, I'm tired right of this there. shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And then, and then, you, then sh that stops. And now you have your monster culture. And he's like, this is what I remember. This is what I grew up on. And that's wrestling. That's like a wrestling character for us. Okay. Yeah. You know? I can say that happens with comedians. True. Yeah. Expect them to be that person all the damn time. 
Yeah. And then, and then, it, and then some of them like you know lose into that, lose themselves into that character. And then nowadays you get canceled. If you, yeah. yeah, that's really yeah. You can be honest. Although, although Dave Chappelle seems to be unscathed as he has announced four new specials on Netflix. <laughs> Didn't work, cancel culture. Bye. What you, you know? know you, you know why? You you made it. You, you, all you did was make him more money by making you, him infamous, as people you, would say. You know why Dave Chappelle can't get canceled? Because he says what he says, and he has the balls to stand by what he said. Absolutely. Correct. Unlike other people, you yeah, say this, they get mad and they go, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they apologize. Yeah, that's yeah. where you get canceled. When you say, I'm sorry, when you know for a fucking fact, this is what I believe and this is what the fuck I said and I said it for a reason. And it Absolutely. feels like everybody who like hates on Dave doesn't listen to the whole damn joke. or Yeah, or for real. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yo, watch the guy's stuff, man. Like... <laughs> <laughs> when he was talking about the, the thing with the transgender, he goes, yo, I literally was at a nightclub with a transgender the whole night just talking and, it, and literally told me, yo, thanks for normalizing us. Yeah. Yo, when a comedian makes fun of you, you're everybody else now. Yeah. You're literally yeah. everybody. From now on, you're everybody else. I'll never forget. Everybody just made fun of somewhere. It doesn't matter yeah. where. Yeah. We do it. You with your peoples, I'm pretty sure, Chris. You know what I'm saying? You joke yeah. with you boys. When people. he told that story, I was just, I was like, oh man, yo, that hurt. I was like, yeah, it did. It did. You could tell it hurt him like, too. Like he, he got emotional telling, yeah. uh, telling a lot of his, his, uh, his stand up during that. I never, um, I'll never forget. I went to Houston to go and watch Andrew Schultz, and right up front. In in right, I'm talking about first row. There was a there was a, a gentleman there. He was you know he was like missing um his like legs, and he was on a wheelchair, and you know he was just there chilling front row. You know if you go to a comedy show and you front row, oh yeah, you 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 yeah, know what can happen. So Andrew Schultz went straight to him and he goes, man, you just look like the cutest little chicken nugget I ever seen in my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the but but homie. Homie appreciated that. Like, bro, you treated me like everyone else in here. The whole front row got it. You came up to me and you didn't even you didn't even bat an eye. You made you made fun of me, but you made me feel comfortable about my situation. I'm one, I'm I'm everybody. I'm one of the guys now. I'm one of the audience members. So it's like that's cool. A lot a lot of the people that get mad. At these jokes, they ain't even joking about you, bro. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Why are you like, yo, bro? I have known so many people with like, you know, handicaps and stuff like that. And like, try and like grab something for them. Like, oh, I got you. Like, no, bro, I'm good. I can get this. Like, yeah, like it's 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 the way you perceive it that's wrong here. You're absolutely. perceiving them as like helpless, and it's like, nah, bro. Yo, there's so many amazing people nowadays that do such, do such crazy things. Y'all seen little um Spanish boy that's playing ball with one arm? Yep. One arm. Yo, yep. but yamming on dudes. I'm talking oh, about yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. and then he gets hype. He gets hype and goes up to you. Like, what's up? And it's like, okay, bro, chill. Funny, chill. There's, a, there's an MMA fighter with one arm. Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. you're, you're, you're perceiving. You're perceiving, bro. With one leg. Yeah, Zach Gowan. 
Zach Gowen. I will never forget. I will never forget Zach Gowen. Yeah. He busted Vince McMahon wide open with that, that chair. That shit was hilarious, son. Yo, I yeah. Think, first of all, wasn't playing, and he caught him. He and all the stuff he was doing. Yeah. Yeah, man. But that's the thing is, when you have someone that that normalizes people that are not that not seem normal or they're outcasts or whatever, normal society sees them another way. But this dude is like, yo, I'm making fun of everybody. I don't give a fuck. Richard yeah. Pryor did that for years. Yes. Yeah. Red yes. Fox did that for years. Yeah. And did that for years. It didn't matter. Yo, you had whatever cancer, AIDS, or whatever. He's like, yo, I don't give a shit. But the thing is, you have to understand is this is a joke. I want you to feel like no matter wh- why you're here, dude, you're just one of us. You're like everybody else in here, bro. Yeah. I'm gonna just, you, yeah. What you, I don't get you, her, is the minute somebody steps on that stage, just the fact that somebody's a comedian, they should be allowed. To go yeah. and say whatever the heck they're gonna say, like anything goes. Platform. Yeah, this shit ain't serious. Yeah, <laughs> it's comedy. That whole platform. <laughs> yeah, my, my favorite thing goes. is uh, Bill Burr when he goes, "Yo," he goes, "I'm not saying you should hit women, but I'm saying, yo, can Louise talk about it?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not saying hit women. Listen, you see how what's so quiet in here? <laughs> Yo, yeah, Bill Burr. Right. Bill yeah. Burr says, like, "Why is it so quiet here?" No reason. Yeah. To hit him. Yeah. I can give you fifteen reasons right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying well, you should. I can, I can give you nine <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> he has that. Uh, yo, Bill Burr has that at least twice a comedy bit, bro. A comedy show. Like he is. Why is it so quiet in here? It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's and the funny thing is, then yo, the timing is perfect. That he was like. Uh, listen to what he says. What are you talking about? Are you the idiot that got up during the special that you're not reason I'm filming this? That's yeah. another reason to hit you. You see what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> it's right yourself, guys. You're seeing this right now, right? It's, it's, that's what it's, I'm saying. It's, it's like it's comedy, man. It's yeah, comedy. It's, yo, listen. Bill Burr, Bill Burr uh, Doug Stanhope. It's not about that life. I'm just after saying. After 9 11. Oh. After 9 11, oh, Doug Stanhope man. was not allowed on, on so many stage for months after. Because he was gonna say 9-11 trouble. <laughs> like, oh, that's Doug Stanhope was freaking he's funny as hell. He's edgy. He's, he's a comedian's comedian. Yeah, this, he, how, how they always uh yo, that was Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. That was Patrice O'Neill too, the whole way. God rest his soul. Patrice O'Neill. That yes. was him. Oh Patrice O'Neill God. was the guy who like, yeah. listen, I don't care if you don't like this. If you don't like it, you came to the wrong show. You didn't see the market said Patrice O'Neill. The shit that up. he would say about women. Like he would make fun of Kevin Hart all the time. He'd be like, "Yo, listen, here's a dictionary. There's something funnier in there than what the shit you just did on that stage." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you what the fuck you just did? Out here. Who? His, his... Anthony back in the day. Yeah, oh. yeah. When he's talking about women and <laughs> yeah, it would be shit. Patrice O'Neill, Doug oh, Stanhope. I think would, would be on there from time to time. Um, uh, you had and, um, and Bill Burr um, at one point. You had um, talking um, about Patrice O'Neill. The, the dude saying, that was on like, SNL for I a minute. Can't believe the women he gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he, he would walk in and Patrice goes, "This motherfucker's here." And the funny thing is, that's all he said. And already you're like, "Damn, this nigga, he hates me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrice's yeah. like, "No, not really. I'm just fuck with you, bro. I'm just gonna just mess with you a little bit." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's hilarious, bro. But that's what I'm saying. Is like. You go to a comedy show, you expect to hear some shit out of left, or you hope you do at least. I do. Yeah, some, some shit out of left, left, some shit out of left field always. Yeah. All of a yeah. sudden, it's like, yo, I can't talk about anything. 
That's fuck. What the fuck's the source material, bro? I need, I need, I need to be able to say something on that stage. I'm in there for 45 minutes, bro. Give me something to talk about. It's hard Where? to write jokes. It's Where? hard to write jokes. It is. Yeah. I mean, I listen. I cannot imagine what it's like to first be on that stage with people looking at you and being that good at it, but then to have like your source material cut half, cut in half. Yeah. But the greats don't give a fuck, so they just keep going. George Carlin and, didn't give and a fuck. The way people think. <laughs> They want that instant, instant funny. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, ha ha, tell me another joke. Now tell me another joke. Tell me another. Hank. I, I was there's talking a, about a, that. There's people a comedian who's like that. I forget. Uh... I, I know people nowadays would never appreciate George Carlin. Oh. Because it's, it's, yes, it's honest. George... It's political. But also, the, the his timing was perfect. And then when he goes on those rants, where he's yeah. like, Catch up. Yeah. You're with me. Yeah. Yo, if I lose you, that's you, bro. I got bro. him. I got he him. He just came up on my uh, Pandora. I got him on there. You know said, who's uh, you know He starts dissing golf, and I hate golf. So when he <laughs> mentions golf is, is just as boring as watching two flies fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if you can gather up a bunch of people to waste a beautiful day on this bullshit... <laughs> I love that when he starts talking about that and he starts talking yeah. about suicides and he's he talks about how interesting suicide is to him and how you can have a whole reality uh, channel of people committing suicide and people volunteering to be on this channel I'm like god dang he is Edgy. pretty much on the money <laughs> <laughs> I have a do you know someone who does that kind of like joke after joke type of a comedy bit? Um, Anthony Jeselnik. He oh, has I love him. His he dark has comedy a, is great. He is dark. He has the you know one funny? Um, fire in the maternity yes, ward. Is. I love, I love that the way he tells you, that. You seen his special in Chicago where yeah. he does a rape joke and a girl says, and he goes, That's the first rape joke. There's two more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, Two more rape jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just like yeah. he under he completely understands that yo, you're in my house. You've come to see me. You're going <laughs> nowhere. And if you leave, yeah. you're still getting paid. Yeah. See that I mean, he looked at the girl, he goes up. Two more minutes, folks. Just, just to let you know, this is <laughs> this isn't going anywhere but down. <laughs> like I'm gonna be disrespectful. Oh man, his setup to his soul, his setup is so cold blooded. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. It's like, yo, it's, it's like, like there's not, he's not like reacting he knows to you. He's gonna say or you're like, really oh, you don't like shit. that? You don't like that? He definitely Fuck knows. Up. It's gonna get worse. Fuck up. I'm going, just gonna, I'm going dark. Just gonna start it. Just gonna start it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, you see, that's the kind of comedy that I appreciate where the guy realizes I own this area tonight and you just get ready. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> get ready for it, bro. You may not like it. But you know what's funny? You're gonna laugh, and what does that say about you? And I know yeah. that's what Anthony's thinking. You're laughing like, "Oh, that's fucked up." But you're laughing. <laughs> it's like what Eminem said. He goes, "Yo, I, I do my lyrics, but y'all are enjoying it." He, it feels like though he's ultimately entertaining himself. If you if you're yeah. entertaining yourself, yes. you're like, "All right, I'm willing to lose all of you to gain one of you." Yeah, <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> 
It was like Bernie Mac when he stepped on stage. He was like, fuck all y'all motherfuckers. I ain't yeah. scared of none of you bitches. <laughs> the first thing he said was, was, fuck all y'all. And it was, it, was, it, it was an amazing comedy bit after that. Like, yep. uh-huh. you, you could have said whatever, and I think it would have still stuck just the way he's like. And, and you know the story. Apparently, the person behind him got booed or whatever. So then he came out on stage and mm-hmm. was like, yo, I ain't scared of none of y'all. First and foremost, I'm just going to tell you that right now. <laughs> and then he started playing the music, and then he had Kid Capri up there. It was probably my favorite comedy skit of all time. It was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fearless, fearless. You got to go up there. Yeah, fearless, going. You can't We've, been going for, we've been going for a little while, yeah, and I want, I want two things. I want two things. Mm-hmm. So Crazy Chris, the cartoonist, I do have a, I do have a question about the, the current state of comic books and, and Marvel and all of that. Are you into the MCU at all? Do you watch the movies? Or are you still, are you a DC guy? You're into, you know, are you doing things like that nowadays? Like how how into the movies, the DC universe and the MCU, how into it are you? It's okay if you're not. Uh, right now, I want to see the new, the latest Batman. It's, yeah. Ooh. Because that looks really good to me. It looks uh, super dark, super dark. Yes. It I love so dark. We need it dark. looks like seven. Yeah. Like, yeah. It feels a lot darker. It it really going down that realm that I I think um, going back like it just feels like it's a '90s it's a '90s film. The way it's shot too in certain scenes, I'm like, damn, this really looks it looks really good to me. Even though when I heard that that the the dudes playing him from Twilight, man, when I first heard that, I did the same thing, brother. I, I, I was like, no way, they're gonna fuck this up. They put they, no, they they put me on. They put me on with an interview to him, and the way he is, you know, introducing this character or reintroducing this character to all of us, kind of made me feel a little bit more comfortable. So this is year two. They said it. We're not doing origins. We're not talking about it. Obviously, we're gonna That's talk good. about their parents. He's like, yeah, obviously we're gonna mention the parents, but we're not doing it. But Pattinson was like, yo, look at the end of the day, like. Batman story is kind of sad. It really is. And, yes. he, and they're, in, they're, they're yes. exploring that darkness and that sadness, which is a good start. You can still fuck up a movie, so I'm not going to get too excited, but I did like hearing him say that. The, the funny and part I, is I, I took um, the... Uh, remember um, Heath Ledger and uh, the James Bond, Daniel Craig, I took that with it. The, that green, right. you know what I mean? I was... Yo, Daniel Craig is James Bond. I was like, Bond, Bond, what the fuck? All of a sudden, because I read the book, and then I see Casino Royale, I go, okay, yes, this is where, yes, I'm with it. That's where we're going. Do it. Then Heath Ledger, you're like, Brokeback Mountain? Legendary All of a sudden, performance. You're like, no, oh, I got these scars. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Like, now Chris Evans is, is like, like yeah. I think whenever it touches on the crow, Oh. Like this one here looks a little like it's touching, the, like going toward that that crow. That very that, city that, of angels, very brother. city of angels, but yeah, yeah. City of, that that emo, like that. Mm-hmm. It's going in that realm. Absolutely, it's my favorite movie of all time. That's why when I, the crow, I had my favorite movie of all time. That's why, like, yeah, it looks really familiar to me. Like the way, like you know, what I'm saying you're looking at it like, okay, I get it, I get it. A little emo, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, that clockwork orange. I think you touched yes. clockwork orange, the Dark crow. City. It's like you mush that with Batman mm-hmm. and, and you got magic. Like that, that that to me. I don't think it's gonna look though like like I, it feels like it's almost coming off of 
the the Christian Bale Batman. Like it feels like it's coming off, mm-hmm. but not being exactly like that. Like ramp up the dark. It was yeah. dark. It was dark, but let's ramp it up. Especially with DC, I feel like whenever they lean toward the dark side, get get in, like don't try to be like Marvel. Yeah, we say Marvel all the does time. the campy jokes. It's more family oriented. DC, you keep it a little dark, kind of like how Joker was. You go down that that down that rabbit hole, and it, mm-hmm. and it, it brings the characters, I think, more more relatable, more to life. Like, and you're apart from your opponent. Like, what the hell? Don't be like your opponent. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, what do you think about Marvel and their current state? Oh no, no, I, I like. I like Marvel. I, I was actually just started watching the What If. Oof. And I started oh, off with the zombie episode. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's nice. a good one to that that one nice. I was like, zombies? What? Nice. <laughs> I love how Spider-Man is like doing the whole zombie land thing. Like, okay, this is how you survive the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Number one. Like yeah. <laughs> it's perfect for Spider-Man to be doing that. Like no yeah. one else can be doing that but him. It's actually a pretty sick episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Seeing Vision and, and Zombie Wanda. You should definitely check out, I think, the one before that with Doctor Strange. Oh, I'm definitely mm. Now I'm mm. going to watch all of them. I'm gonna, I'm that gonna, one, that one is... Out, though. I can't binge it. For sure. If I binge it, I feel like an asshole after. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm just... <laughs> it's funny. When you were mentioning all of the, you know, the Bob Ross stuff that you've been doing and how you like to, like, you know, kind of go crazy with a, with a character, I definitely got some what-if vibes. For sure. Definitely yeah. check out that Doctor Strange one. It's it's intense. I really like Doctor Strange and I like the, the trailer that just that drops for that. Mm-hmm. A lot Man, of stuff. Yeah. See that. Yo, I haven't Cap. seen the last Spider-Man, so don't Cap, you told you, no spoiler, don't no blow spoiler. that up. No, no you gotta see the I, last I don't think Spider-Man. It can't be blown up any more than like Yeah. <laughs> Yo, no, Cap, you, I'm with you. you. Got... I'm with you with Captain Carter, bro. I would love to see. Some live action Captain Carter stuff happening, yes. man. Yeah, I would love to see that. I would love to see the super cho- super soldier serum on somebody that already has the that knowledge. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And she's hot. That helps, by the way. She's hot. <laughs> oh yeah, it always like helps. Always hot. Yeah. So so the so tell me. So now that we've you know we've discussed, we've had a great time. We have what an, an hour left. Yep. You know. Let what, what what you need to tell us, bro. The floor, right, the so, floor is the floor. Yeah. Is yours. Uh, so, I'm gonna Chris would be so kind to allow me this time. Uh, great guest, awesome yep, time. Yep. Um, look, ladies and gentlemen, I want to discuss something with you. Uh, everybody loves Loki, right? The TV series. Everybody loves WandaVision. Oh, okay. I love Hawkeye because you know Hawkeye is my kind of ground level guy. You know what I'm saying? Also, oh, that's it. also, you know. Moon Knight is coming out pretty soon. That's going to be cool, right? It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. But my problem is you forget the originator of all of it. Kind of like Blade started the real Marvel thing. You guys remember that? Yes. Iron Man, Blade did. Respect the first one. I'm yeah. talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Act like you don't know that was the shit. Act like that open scene was Sam... Flying through, flying everywhere. People doing, going through a helicopter, doing his thing, and then Bucky's story arc with the yeah. therapist doing, and then Nemo, not even the dancing thing. Nemo just being Nemo. Just yeah. Awesome. Then John, yo, by the way, props to um, 
to the guy that played John Walker. I forget his his name escapes me right now. But I know he's a uh, he's Kurt Russell's son. Yeah. You know okay. Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell. Yo, punchable face, amazing John Walker. Like you have every right not to like him. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's but the what were you talking about? Loki, WandaVision, everything that's coming out. And at no mention is anybody saying anything about the one that first came Russell out. Russell Wyatt, there it is. Russell Wyatt. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Cap. Nobody's appreciating the very first one that came out and did wings and tings, as we called it in my people's call. Wings and tings. It really captured it. Something's went great about it. But then it led to us having our first black Captain America. We have a Captain America now. We have one. Yep. You know, like this. See this? See this pigmentation? That's why people don't like it. But see, but that's, why is, no, that's, why, that's why nobody talks about it because all the yeah, racial it, stuff and it pisses I me off. The, the interesting part is that the story in it, just with Bucky alone, is it, there's a struggle there. You know what I'm saying? That anybody can relate to. You know what I'm saying? When you're just trying to deal with shit from your past, from now, you're like, yo, I've been through shit. And then Sam dealing with what he's dealing with alone. You got two guys on different. I haven't seen something. it, but Bucky was always a good, yeah, always a good comic character that when dissected, absolutely was great. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. And you you you're looking at some two people dealing with different things at different ends, but then they're meeting in the middle. You know what I mean? And they understand each other. And as much as they like to say they don't like each other, they're more alike than they than they ever understand. Because right. of one person, because of Rogers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we both got to live up to Rogers, and then they realize, no, we don't. I don't get up to shit. I'm me. You're you. So let's, folks, let's remember this. Wandavision, Loki, amazing. Love him. You know what I'm saying? I, I watched I'm Wandavision. Sure. My wife, I really like that. I like I like the special effects within um, Wanda Wandavision and the storytelling. Sure. Storytelling was really good. Going and through the years of television. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When they did this, I, I as a, a I as a great teacher, idea. love that. Like going through the Brady Bunch, a Modern Family stuff. Freaking love that idea. I was like, oh my god, you can tell that forever. Like, you can... <laughs> like that was really good. I love that. And I'm pretty sure Moonlight's gonna be sick. Let's um, let's get back to realizing that what started everything is just like Blade. Respect. I, want, the I wanted to say before Blade. Well, I wanted to say even before Blade. Before that Spider-Man, I always felt like Spawn was used as like a test dummy. Like there's certain scenes or the stunt double, the dude, the, the figure looks a lot like the stunt double in Spider-Man, that original one. Mm -hmm. The Tobey Maguire oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. So when you look at that spawn, like if you compare it to that, it it, it just looked like they were trying out a lot of stuff mm -hmm. for that movie. Where they, book, they said they're gonna remake that. Where, comic book uh, movies were weird at that time. You know, you had the the, the Daredevil. You had the it you took know all this time for Hollywood to catch up to what comic books were since the past, since the beginning. Correct. Correct. So comic books like continually evolve where movies at one point were afraid to do comic book stuff. Because they were like, nah, we can't do it. And then later on the special effects caught up. Yeah. Which is what it needed. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah, but and I was... someone to, and someone to like really give it some damn love. But like let 
You're hundred percent right. So one division yeah. was first. Yeah. One one division was first. It was, but like, it's just uh, like I speak to. I spoke to some people about it, and I see online people didn't like all the racial stuff in the Captain America Winter Soldier or Falcon Winter Soldier show, and it's like, man, like to to me, that's just like what kind of made it so good. You know, the the the, the respect. You know, like. Sam was rejecting this shield the entire time. And I love that moment that him and Bucky had before the big moment where he's like, yo, maybe you and Steve will never understand why I don't want this damn shield. He's mm-hmm. basically saying, y'all white, you're never going <laughs> to, y'all white, you're never going to understand why I can't take this, why I don't want to take this, but just understand that I was trying to do the right thing. And then later on, we have that moment where Bucky tells him, like, yo, shit, bro, my bad. Me and Steve never thought for one second what the shield means to America and then hand it over to a black guy. Like, yo, we just we just thought you was a good dude, yeah. bro. Like, we yo. just we didn't, we didn't think about that. And I remember me watching that show. I didn't think about that. I At, at one nope. point, I was, like, I was like, all right, Sam, like, are you afraid to be this? Like, what's wrong with you? And then he finally, once he said that, you, you and Steve will never get. I'm like, oh shit! You, of course he can't you know grab what, the shield. You know what's crazy? I always had this theory that I think Steve knew exactly what he was doing yeah, by giving him that shield. Yeah, I That's think so. Yeah, yeah I yeah. knew he exactly like exactly what he was doing. Yeah, because you know, I mean, Steve, Steve. I mean, Captain America has a very tactical mind. Let's just yeah. put it out there. You know yeah. And so he understood what he was doing, but Bucky was the one that didn't get it. Yeah. But the funny part is props to Bucky and Cap for just seeing Sam as Sam. They're not seeing yeah. a black man. They're just seeing a good man. A good man. They're, they're just seeing both individuals are seeing this is a good man. Yeah. Especially Bucky. He's like, yo, you're better than me. That's why you should have the shield. I'm not, I'm yo, I've done what I've done and I'm still working on my shit, but you. Cap picked you, and you helped Cap. I love that, bro. That, times. Yeah, absolutely. I love that yeah. continuous chain letter. And that's yeah. what it says. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, to me, that's what comic books is. Or or mm-hmm. that's how I feel about each comic character. Like, mm-hmm. oh, boom. Here's this idea I created. Let me see your version. Mm-hmm. Once you've got it, like, to, to uh, an extent. Like, when you see, like, three or five issues of, of a character, you're like, oh, wow, that, that's how he should be. Or no, and then you just see a different twist. Like, I would say with, like, Hulk, whenever you see different versions of, of the Hulk or you see different versions of Spider-Man, you just, like, kind of fall in love with it because you're just, you never saw it in this perspective or you never saw it from this. Yeah, yeah. From this imagination, like, oh, well, I love that. Because it, it can keep going. They just cast Homegirl as um, Madam Web, so yeah. we're good. we're about what? to see some different versions of Spider Man coming up. Is it is it D- Dakota Johnson? I think that's her name. Fucking um um um. That's her. Uh, Fifty Shades. She was in yeah, Fifty yeah, Shades. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. It's funny because yeah, yeah. I don't know who she was. Somebody told me, "Yo, that's um Don Johnson's daughter." I go, oh, "I love Miami Vice." <laughs> I related it to Miami Vice right away. I was like, oh, I love Miami Vice. I've never seen Fifty Shades of Blue, so I don't know. Me neither. I, I, I couldn't sit through 
I, um, <laughs> so I, uh, I, uh, tried, to, tried to get me to sit through. I sat through, I was, what, I was, half a Twilight and half of, uh, or like a quarter of, of uh, 50 Shades. And I was like, come on, man, for real. So, like, so it's <laughs> funny. So I went, I went to 50 Shades. It was like, we, like, a, like two jobs ago, we were pretty close to the movie theater. It's funny, we were pretty close to the strip club too. So during lunch, we take long lunches, <laughs> go to the strip club, and then you know a bunch of people went there. They were like, "Yo, let's go watch a, you know, fuck it, let's watch Fifty Shades." I was like, "Whatever, it's better than being at work," you know. I, and I ended up watching both of them. But it's funny that you mentioned that the whole, you know, those other movies. So like you know Twilight and stuff like that. So the my my my, my previous relationship, right? We used to have like a movie night where. I would pick a movie next week. She would pick a movie, but it was the the two extremes where I would pick some crazy off the wall action, old school shit, you know, last action hero, shit like that. And then she would pick some girly shit. So we never made it to Twilight. Thank God. Um, but she, we did get to the notebook, man, that was the notebook is that is like the ultimate chick flick. It is crazy. Like I was like, like man, this is a little much. We're gonna need some Arnold Schwarzenegger in here. I actually put her onto this really old movie with um, who's falling down's dad. I always forget their names. My wife sometimes oh, watches these novellas. Yeah, that look like a softcore porn. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, what? Is, hold like, on, let me, like, let me. Yo, these plots, these plots are fucking. Who's what are you talking about? Like, what's going on over here? I always forget his name, bro. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Oh, okay. So Kirk, so Kirk Douglas, it was him and Charles Durning. It's a movie called Tough Guys. It came out in the in the 80s. It's just these guys were train robbers and they got caught. And um, they're train robbers, like the biggest train that they were gonna rob, like the, the you know, their their magnum opus or whatever, like the the big hit. They screwed it up, and then they go to jail. They go to jail for thirty years. Then they come back out in the late '80s, and it's like a, a you know they went in in the '60s, so it's like a whole new world. And they're trying to like be like law-abiding citizens and shit like that. And it's just, just, just two old dudes, and they end up like hating regular life. And they're like, "Fuck it, man! Let's just try to get the train once again because the train is still running. That one train that they try to rob, so they try to get it again." <laughs> So like it's 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 yo tough guys. My dad put me onto this movie. Tough guys is so good. It's a good movie. I suggest it's uh 1985 four yeah 1986. Great movie. Great I'm movie. Gonna, I'm gonna give you tough two guy. good movies and one. Yeah. Well, there's one movie that's gonna satisfy you and your girl will enjoy it, and that's Hitch with Will Smith. Well, Hitch the is movie, incredible, fun, and then the other movie is if she's down for like a really fun buddy cop movie is the midnight run with unfortunately the other gentleman passed away with robert de niro that shit is hilarious i thought you were gonna say midnight express that movie is not hilarious no 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 the midnight like, midnight run is yeah. hilarious if you okay. watch it you at no point do you see robert de niro from the godfather to this this is before the fuckers and meet the parents and all this bullshit. He is hell because he's Robert De Niro, but like in a different setting. But you can tell how good he is as an actor. He was like, "Yo, I'm mean, but I'm adjusting to what I've been put in." And the Midnight Run is amazing. It's one of those movies. I'm not gonna lie to you. 
when you see it, you're like, yo, that's but that's Robert De Niro, like that's the raging bull. You're like, yeah. you're like, no, no, no. Midnight, midnight it's also hilarious, by the way. You it's on 90, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. What's that? For the one you're talking about? For the, no, for the one you're talking about, Midnight oh, yeah, Run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, folks, give it a shot. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's it's one of those. But Hitch is for you and your lady. The Midnight Run is for you. You get a chance, yeah. fellas. Hit it up, man. It's a fun I was going to say a film that, that I always, whenever my pop has it on, I got to stop and just sit down and watch some of it. It's a 310 to Yuma. 310 ah. to Yuma, man. That shit yes. always fucks me up. Yes. Because yes. I stay stuck a little bit with the acting, and I'm like, damn, all these all these good actors freaking really like, or the editing, the lighting, I'm like, I get stuck. Yep. And then this dude, I can't remember the character who has this like really nice jacket on the freaking ben, the white ben jacket. Foster. Ben Foster, the guy that played Archangel. Yep. He's amazing. Yeah, he's a Under, great actor. Underrated talent. That guy he is, like, he yo, is he scares, uh, he scared me in that movie. And I was like, this bitch ass dude was angel. Yes. <laughs> he's a badass, bro. Badass. And that and the mechanic. The mechanic. Oh, yeah. Mistake? Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I, like, I like him in that. But the, he, he's a badass until he just fucks with the transport. And, you know, the transport is the transport. Yes. What, what, what do you want? It's, it's what he does. You know what I mean? But no, but in that movie. It's funny because you got Russell Crowe, you got Christian Bale, and the baddest dude in the whole movie is Ben Foster. Right. You know You're like, like really? Yeah. What I like in the mechanic though is that he laughs. I think he laughs right before he dies, and I'm thinking, uh -huh. I, mm -hmm. it, whenever a character dies out, very memorable, and it just sticks in your head. Yeah. Like I think of a uh, Reservoir Dogs. Okay. With yeah. Mr. Blonde. Yep. Quentin Tarantino told him that he didn't want him to fall over, and he still stood up for a real long time and did the whole, like, cowboy boo -boo, freaking fall down. And I'm like, that, that is so memorable. It freaking sticks out. Absolutely. I remember that. I love, I love things like that. Shit, that's that movie, shit that I try to plug in the comics. Like, I know if I put has, it like this, and the composition that they did it, somebody will catch it. Yeah. So a fan will kill, look at it go, I've known that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this thinking. before. Where did I see this? Thing in, in that movie is, you going to bark all day, little doggy, or you going to bite? It's like, dude, are you about this or you're not? Because you're talking a whole lot right now, son. Yeah. Are you about this, son? You know, you know, those guys, you know, you look at guys you go, yo, will we scrap or not, bro? One of, one of my favorite scenes, when they leave him alone with the cop. When they leave him alone with the cop, and he freaking just pops off. I'm like, yes, this there's so much tension and build up to that that it's like that whole thing looked like a play to me when I when I first saw Reservoir Dogs. Yes, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, you can see you can easily see that on the stage easily. Nowhere and anywhere, anywhere it doesn't matter. Same. Yeah, I was like, you have all these great actors, and and it was written just the way it was written. Just to have, they don't show the freaking the heist. They don't show freaking all these scenes. You talk about them, and it like builds it up even more. Because now you you you're expected to put it together. Yeah, like you're using you're forced. You as the viewer are forced to use your imagination. 
Like, mm-hmm. yeah, don't. I love when, like, when anybody, whether it's a game, a book, a movie, like, they don't yes. hold your hand. Like, yo, bro, you figure it out. And I mean, right. you know, it sucks because some people hate that. In fact, on average, people hate that. They're like, yo, tell yeah, on me, average, people do hate give that. me, give me a five minute flashback or something. And, and I'm guilty of it too. But like, when when these directors, these movies, these works of art, any type of media, when they don't hold your hand, it's like you'll figure it out. I love mm-hmm. when they do that shit in love when they do that shit in games, like where they don't really explain it to you, you kind of figure it out. But then they'll leave like little text and like little papers everywhere that people don't read. Yo, in video games, there's so many documents laying around that people don't read. I love reading them shits because it's like <laughs> you get it from the character, like in that game, like The Last of Us. So it's post-apocalyptic where fungus takes over people and they become like these weird zombies, which is the most plausible zombies you've ever seen in your life. It's actually pretty scary. They're plausible zombies because it's more of a, it's not that they're deteriorating, it's that it makes them aggressive. So it's weird. But like a lot of these areas that you go into, they don't explain anything. You just find a piece of paper from someone who was stuck in this you know, apocalypse or whatnot, and they're writing it. So you read this little thing, and you're, yo, a couple lines, like, yo, it's been a couple of days, things <laughs> getting kind of grim, there's no more food, there's no more water, it's probably the last one that I'll do. It's been great, thank you. And it's like, you put yourself in there. Like, they didn't have to show me anything, no one had to talk, I literally just read one little document, and it just shed so much light on this one little thing that doesn't matter, that does I love when they show detail. I- to shit like that, man. You mentioned that yeah. in the last game I was really stupidly hooked on was Arkham City. Yeah. And me and my wife at the time were like, we were just going out and I would Be miss right dates. Right. Like, I would go, oh, you know what? I'm not going to be able to pick you up. I got to save Arkham. The Riddler trophies oh, were right. insane. I captured, I captured Riddler in that game and felt mm-hmm. like I you caught, did it. You did I it. A cold case file, like that's You're, what it felt like. You are Batman. You put all the pieces together. You caught Riddler. I love, I love all the hidden shit that he would leave written on the walls that you could only see in your black light. Dude, yes, dude. And all, the hidden, all the puzzles just to oh find my. where he was gonna kill a a, a teacher, yep. a cop, or like it was all these very innocent people. And it felt like he was jigsaw. Yeah, bro, so good. So yeah, uh, yeah, it was very, very good. I remember coming out yelling like serial killer X. Remember that I was was in your crib, you were playing it? Oh condemned. Yes, so so condemned. His his jacket. That is, jacket. Jacket. Yeah, that is the condemned jacket. That is that is the condemned jacket for sure. Yes. But yo. Condemned was like the story of this, like, uh, it's like a, it's kind of like a copycat killer almost. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is a video game. I've never played a video game like this. This is when the Xbox 360 just released. You know, that was a big jump from the PS2, Xbox, to the Xbox 360. So, Condemned, bro, that game was so crazy. These guys would be like, yo, don't play it unless we're there. Absolutely. We want to see it. It was, um, Fern. Krills and Ed, they were like, yo, you don't play that game until we're there. And they would come over to my house and we beat it. But it's like, you're just, you know, you're detecting shit. You're a detective detecting shit. 
and you just put it, and it's just so well written, so well voice acted. Yes. The dude, the big dude from um, the big dude from Hollow Man. Remember Hollow Man, the big dude? Yes. He was always in all of those high school shows. I think he was in Felicity, I believe, that they drop him and he like cuts this shit. The big dude. He was the main voice of the of the of the actor. That's mm -hmm. another thing that they started doing, like in the 360 era. We started getting a lot more, a lot better voice acting. It happened before. I'm not saying it didn't, but we got way better voice acting. But yeah, that shit, I love that shit, man. Like, don't don't hold my hand, bro. Let me just put it together. It's it's easy, it's easy enough. I can do it. Yo, you, okay. But I I, I did you say I did you I'm guilty of hating an open ending. True. A film. <laughs> yeah, true. Because when a film has that open ending and you're still questioning it when you leave, you're just like, what 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 does that mean? Like you're yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> still trying mean? to beat shit. Like Dune. I mean, I don't even think Dune was just an open ending. Dune was just like Whatever. Okay, chapter one. one. It was chapter one. It was chapter one. I, I do it's remember like, feeling uncomfortable. You've all seen it. Dune, right? All of us? Yeah, I, yeah, I've seen it. Caps unfortunately. Right? Chris? No uh, no country for old men. That's different. I do remember uh That's feeling different. like oh the music. I remember the dude said something about the radio, the radio isn't playing on or some shit like that. And and if you notice throughout that film, they don't play no music. Yeah. I felt that made it even more disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. It it had a very real vibe. And then like the end felt like the bad guy gets away with it. Like it? this is what this is what real life is. <laughs> it's like I'm okay with that, bro. I'm okay with seeing main characters like like you know die and you know they're gone and you know give me an ending. Where it just ends and you know do some Kaiser Soze shit. Somebody just walks off into the sunset. Like more, the, more oh, bad guys need to win. Yeah, more, more bad, bad guys. guys. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, okay with, yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Like that's why Thanos was so good. That's why Thanos was will. so I was good. About to that. Yeah, Thanos won for a year. He won. I mean, I, we all knew. We all knew that they were gonna come back. We knew that. Like everyone yeah. knew it was a two part series. We knew something was gonna happen. It's funny because a lot of people theorize. You know, time travel. They're like, Yo, it's the only way we're gonna fix this. And that's when things started getting a little weird. But I mean, now we have the multiverse. But like Thanos won for a year. And seeing sure. Spider-Man saying, I don't want to go, Mr. Stark, fucking seeing T'Challa, rest in peace. Like you feel I, me? Like I, love, I was I love whenever rough. time travel gets involved. <laughs> it can get crazy if you don't do it correctly, but oh yeah. Yeah, it can get I'm, really I'm a huge weird. fan of Back to the Future. Well, so, yeah. Oh, back to coming. I come on. Like, yeah. I mean, Rick and Morty is a, a complete like <laughs> exactly. they, they completely took. How it. don't you see Doc from yeah. from? How don't you see Doc? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Doc. like to get, to completely take it and go. Let's just push it a little this way, and they made it their own, which is is so freaking good. That was really stoner though. Somebody got really blunted, or or on some edibles and said. I got it. There should be like a stoner, <laughs> exactly stoner vision, fucking <laughs> comics, cartoons. Like this is a genre. Like yeah. stoner genre. You can start. Yes, yeah. stoner, stoner genre. Matter of fact, my style that I draw, I, the way I describe it, is Saturday morning stoner cartoons. That's my style. <laughs>
that you look at the comic and you think, all right, if this was a cartoon in the 90s, I would definitely have to watch this shit. Aqua Teen. Aqua Teen shit. (laughs) Yo, Lay, what were you going to say about Dune? About Dune, yeah. Oh, Dune. uh, Yeah, it's like, okay, so I've seen the original, right? And then I see this shit and I'm like, so, uh, no, fuck spoiler. It's been out for long enough. I don't give a shit. Yeah. So introduce cool characters and then nobody makes it a part two. Really? Yeah. Nope. Well, not at all. I I I remember enjoying Dune. Part two. None of them are gonna be there. I've been sitting here for three hours. Go fuck yourselves. Give me something. Yeah. They spent, I was. They spent that whole time yeah, fuck, on man? those cool characters and they gone now. I was enjoying. I was enjoying Dune, but when we had like. 15 minutes left. I'm like, man, are we going to get to where we're supposed to go? Oh, yes. Or, because I knew it was going to be like, I knew they were shaping this out to be the next Lord of the Rings. But, dude, I mean, even Lord of the Rings, each of those had an ending. It was open. It was maybe a little ambiguous, but it was an ending. This was a end. This was like an end of a chapter. And it ended so abruptly. It's like, that's it. And I actually enjoyed it. I was very interested in the story of Dune. I was very interested. And I saw, I seen the original, but I was like, what? I didn't, it was I weird, gotta see it. I still haven't seen it. Look for, this, this, remember, this you're, watch, you're watching chapter one. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For the first time, for the first time That's in a long time. That's good that you told me that. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed Jason Momoa's performance, right? Because he was literally playing himself. He was actually like, like, okay. Yeah. He was playing himself. You know, like they really they didn't stretch him. Like yo, the way he is, like a like a big brother. You know, if you see him, he, he, he was he was playing part. he was playing a more chill version of himself though. Yeah, where he exactly. wasn't trying so hard. Exactly, because yeah. he tried. Like, he tried. You're like yo, for the first time in a long time, I actually like this guy. Yeah, I, I felt. And that. then, I yeah. yeah I mean, and it's I like funny because the first time in a long time, you're like. And it's funny because when he goes, it's like that's the coolest scene in the movie. He's like, oh, he about to nope. But you know what's yeah. funny? You know, the funny part is, the funny part is, in Games of Thrones, they didn't give him the decency to go out like that. Nope. No, no, man, no. Just, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it clear, clear to you. Like when, when I watch shows, I get attached to character. I get attached to characters real quick, right? Yeah. In Games of Thrones, I clearly got attached to him, right? You know, he's a big bad dude, badass dude. All of a sudden, like he gets sick. Ironically. In Walking Dead, Shane, who winds up playing the Punisher, nobody saw that coming. <laughs> How he dies, no. I was like, and then I stopped watching the show after that. And people get mad at me, like, yo, that's my character. I don't give a shit anymore. You, yeah. you, you just lost me. You lost yep. me because my guy is gone now, or the woman, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. So they got to think, what's the next character? Who's the character they're going to have to replace that character? How are they going to keep you? Like, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Stuff like that. Yeah, you do get attached, but I do like seeing because since you told me the whole crew like dies off, I like whenever they kind of do stuff like that, like kind of like Suicide Squad. That, that, uh, oh, yes. I do like that, uh, that taking you for a ride, like you get introduced to all these characters, and then <laughs> all right, that that's not who the squad is. What, what's the squad over here? What's that? What's <laughs> that? Mo- what's that movie that Chris Pratt just did? Day after tomorrow. Yes. 
that people motherfuckers just dropping down, dying. They just dropping. Oh, the tomorrow war. Tomorrow war. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, people just dropping. Bump up. Like, yo, what the hell? Yeah, I do enjoy that. Like, you know, sometimes it's okay to like. Don't play by the rules, man. Like it's okay. Yeah. Yo, get yeah, to make some people talk. But if you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. You of know, course. you you can't have a speeding car and be like, yo, this thing is gonna crash. And then he stops and then gets out and has a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. That don't yeah. it don't go together. It, don't, I, it, it, it reminds me of um it reminds me of Final Fantasy Seven. I know I'm bring in a lot of video games, I'm sorry, but Final Fantasy hey, Seven. Incredible video game, one of the greatest RPGs of all time. What that game did to people at the time, it gave us one of the best female characters of all time. She was our, she was one of our love interests because Cloud, the main character, was just getting it from everywhere. She was introduced like he was helping her. She comes into the party. She's like this happy-go-lucky person, but she's like really important to the story. They made us fall in love with her. And then halfway through the game, they just murder her. Like, yo, sword. So the, the main, the main um, antagonist in that uh, game is called Sephiroth. He has, it's about like a fucking, like, I want to say like a seven, eight foot sword. It's like lengthy. And my man just drops from the rafters and just, and we're like, I've, yo, in a video game, I've never seen this. No one kills Peach. Feel me? Like, <laughs> no one kills. No one. Like, you know what I'm saying? As far as female characters went, as far as any character went, we don't we don't kill off main characters. So for you guys to make us fall in love with this girl, like as a character, I mean, not that weird shit, because I know dudes be looking at these games a little too close. You know, like, like it's, there's a world out there. But like yeah. to take her away, bro, that was crazy. Yeah. So like, I love like, scenes. That was like, are you paying attention? Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, like this is, hey, what's up, Gigi? Thanks for stopping by. Hi. You know, Gigi. So like, this is, this is like the type of shit. They're like, yo, like, I'm glad they fucking did that. Like, yo, like, this is the kind of game you're playing. Anybody can get it right now. Even the main character. If we want, we might fuck around and do something. But like, man. And they bought her back, and like they didn't bring her back, but like the remake just came out, and there's something very interesting with that remake and her character. But mm -hmm. like, man, seeing that shit, I was twelve, I was twelve, and I'm like, man, I've never seen that in a game where you just kill off a main character. So like, when they do that shit in movies, bro, like sometimes you think about it, like, man, like is this really gonna go down? Like, you know, a lot of movies. I gotta say, it's during certain comics. I was about to say, have you read the deceased? Um, you ever the deceased? Seen have you read the deceased? The deceased have comics. The deceased. Have I read deceased comics? Yeah, DC, DC, the deceased. Like you know, it's like no. a, okay. So there's a. I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody, but if you read that run, right? It's deceased. It's like a zombie kind of thing. You read it. That first comic. You just. You just go. It's taking out everybody. No, because you got you to gotta understand who's being taken out. And right here, I, last last panel, I'm on some. Like crying. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Serious, bro. Yeah. So if you get a, if anybody gets out, get a chance out there, the deceased and the DC comic books, it's, it's an Elseworld kind of thing. 
but it gory, it's dope. But that first one, they literally like they walk, they literally come in, they kick you in the nuts, and then they spit on you, and you're like, shit, we're doing this today. I gotta I gotta recommend um if you've read the goon, yeah, if you want to see a work of art, the goon in Chinatown. Like the opening, they mm -hmm. say, this is not funny. Like, Damn. so they went from telling you all these funny books for about, I want to say he was doing for like five years, 10 years at the moment. And then he comes up with a serious story that he was waiting to tell. And it has the vibes of, of um, Big Trouble Little China. Ooh. Uh, okay. Classic. So it, it has that little bit of vibe in there. It, it, it it's like this is like a folk tale kind of. It just it feels serious, but it it they bend the imagination where it does it emotionally. Where you're like, damn, bro, this is why he's depressed. Like you start to learn more about the character. You learn mm -hmm. um, about the dude's past. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I gotta recommend Punk Rock Jesus. Punk Rock Jesus. Whoa. Yo, that comic right there by Sean Murphy. Very, very good black and white comic. Very, very good artist. Actually, I got one of his. I got his Batman. Um, white Knight. Where it's mostly about Joker. Yeah. Yo, if y'all haven't picked this one up, this is pretty good. I recommend that. Sean Murphy just a, a good, really good storyteller. One of the one of the one of the craziest deaths like that that I remember, like in a movie. It, yo, and this was just. Like we could have seen it happen, but it just happened so abruptly. Fucking Leonardo DiCaprio on the departed. Like my man, they just they just they just, yeah. they just opened that Yo. door. Bang! I said, I said, it was like, what? We're like, I thought Leo was gonna make it out of this. I really thought Leo was gonna make it out of this, and then just but like yo, yes. the yes. way that it happened, it wasn't like a standoff, and it's like, ah, oh, what the fuck? It literally door open, Leo gone after all of this. Leo's yes. just gone. But the great. aftermath. Yeah, of course, of course. When 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 the when package gets delivered and they in, yeah 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 yeah. You're like, oh wow, he was the only dude who could have known. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, was like, shit. One of those. Like, was, one of those crazy deaths. Like it was that. A, it was a true Bostonian that did it. The true Bostonian. That's, yeah, man. Like, that wound up being the bad guy. By the way, going into that. When you see the town, yes. Tell me, tell me, you do not know where Jeremy Renner's character is going in that Yo. movie. From the moment you start, and two, oh yeah, you do get you get the vibe. He's like, "Yo, listen, I just got to hurt some people. You can't ask me any questions." He goes, "Who's cab we taking?" That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Who's cab we taking? He's like, "Yo, uh, yo, dude, say no more. You said too much. Who's cab we taking?" And you know, the best part is after they fucked the dude up, he's like, well, I can't ask him, but what'd you do to him? Yeah. <laughs> like, what'd you do well, to this really fucking guy? Tom. You pissed my friend off. What did you do to piss him off? Yo, come tomorrow, bro. You know, you're nowhere near the city, or I'm going to come find you. He took off his mask. Turn some. You understand me? You got to love you gotta love that. Because yep. they're total, totally relatable characters. Yes. Then you can easily throw yourself into where... You and your friends always just like, you know, talk about robbing a bank or something. It's just like one of those things that just pops up. Mm -hmm. 
you get a couple of alpha males together, you're gonna freaking that's that's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. I bet if we planned it well. Yeah, that's so we could always... we could probably rob a bank, son. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah. Yo, yeah, you don't give me you don't give I me agree. that goddamn. Agree. <laughs> yeah. that's that's yeah, yeah, that's about to be like, yeah, son. I, I, I can see it. we get to the vote in ninety seconds. <laughs> I, had, listen, I had a friend. I had a friend. Yo, seriously, I got a friend who he would watch the town all What's going the on, Dwayne? time. And, and every time he watched that shit, he'd come up with that question. <laughs> Yeah, you start thinking uh, about shit like that. Or, or you go, we could do it, man. Look, Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne just comes in and says, how can I donate you $32,000? Yo, give it all to Chris, Crazy Chris the Cartoonist, <laughs> so that he can make the reality come true of Bob yeah. Ross, the psychedelic warrior. Oh, oh man. Show no, him no, that. Look, no, this is the... Is- yeah. The title is The Adventures of Bob Ross and the Kung Fu The Adventures Squirrel. of Bob Ross and the Kung Fu Squirrel. This is the psychedelic hey. warrior Bob Ross where he just goes ape shit and starts killing motherfuckers. We, <laughs> we need, we need $32,000 for that. Yeah, there and goes his Instagram for... Go to his Instagram. Right go to his Instagram. Instagram Listen right on. there and donate all 32 bands to him <laughs> so that he can make this comic a reality because I want it. <laughs> I right. want it. Make it happen. I, I said it. I'm like, this hey, uh, is yeah. the rock. This is clearly the rock. The rock had oh, 32,000 yeah. around. He just sold Termon tequila for $3 billion. Bro, show <laughs> up, man. Yo, yo, we had a wrestling show, too. At, at times, I see yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. like, you ain't drinking that shit. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not drinking that at all. At all. I, yo, had I, it. This, this, this is how good wrestling is. The Rock is the most liked person, right? And I remember when he beat the shit out of Mick Foley while mm. his hands were handcuffed behind his back. Oh I do remember that. I, I remember that. tearing. And I remember going, stop! No more! Like, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. I think we have to answer like, your shot. It was just so many. And I remember I, I tried to draw that out. I tried to draw it out um in one of my beginning comments. Like yo, that that was like yo, we just seen someone die. Yo, yes. Yo, it felt so traumatic. And then Gigi, um, so you don't even know like Bob Ross a killer. Like you have like some of what this guy is talking about is that like if if this were to happen. He would go to like different Saturday morning cartoon universes, right? And so, just unload. Please tell the, her, please. Well, well, when I go to that PBS, the Bob Ross kills the PBS universe. That's the yo. That right there. <laughs> when 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 I thought about that and I wrote that down and I, I my process, I, I I write a lot. Yeah. So I'll write bullet points and I always write ideas. Or I'll do like a little. I'll do like a small bullshit sketch because I want to. I want to save the energy for when I go on to the to the paper. So like I just try to get the composition of, of something. But that I wrote. I remember just writing Bob Ross kills the PBS universe. I'm like that shit would be so funny. I'm like, oh man, I could go down the line of every PBS freaking show, 
and those are his enemies. I could change everybody up, you know? It's so good. <laughs> I would love for you to, like, it's funny, like, if you do this, you were to go to some, like, universe, let's say you go, I don't know, let's say you go to the Muppets, right? Yeah. And then he's fucking taking everybody down, and then after everyone's done, you just see Kermit pop up whole fucking bandana, some seafood shit. And he goes, yo, Ross, put down the gun and fight me. And it's just fucking Kermit and Ross, just <laughs> one-on-one, get some real samurai shit going down. A lot, of, a lot of respect between these two. I would love I some crazy shit like that. Man, I want to tell you where I'm leading up, but... Save it, save it. I don't, don't, don't want to tell you that one. Don't ruin it. He got a RoboCop kill Miss Piggy, though. With the doof, 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 <laughs> yeah. doof, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. arm falls off. <laughs> and that's when Kermit fucking loses it. Yeah. Comes over and grabs Samurai Kermit. <laughs> 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 that, that is so funny. We actually, we got. And just to have, just to show how bad he is, just to be like, oh, was that your girl? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Bob, yo, that's so funny. We actually, we actually were thinking of a. Uh, we, we we created a show. Well, we do a lot of shit like that here. We just fuck around, but we actually created a show that we're very excited about. So I oh, mean, yeah. it's, it's not going anywhere. But we decided to do something called Meet the Waynes, but the Waynes like Batman. So it's like Batman, the Robins, Batgirl, and it's like we just see their like regular day life, you know. They're just yeah. chilling. They're having breakfast. And all of the superhero shit that they do, we never see it. They just, <laughs> you know, you know, the, the, the bat light is up. They go do their thing. They come back and they're like, oh, man, I was a real yeah, rough yeah, fight, yeah. guys. <laughs> like, you know, like, God damn, like, I'm a little banged up. So we just see that. Just a regular day life of the Waynes and just no superhero shit stuff. Like, we don't want... None of that. Don't show an ounce of that shit and then just have these people like they're all like miserable because Batman's kind of a dick. So it's that like would be they don't that. even give like they don't get an allowance. It's like, bro, you're rich. Can I just get ten dollars to go to the mall? No training. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just <laughs> yeah. miserable like that, bro. It's too good. And then he'll get that random text from the Joker and shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. The text so message. we actually so so him and Joker are like actually like kind of friendly, whereas like Joker just keeps bothering him via text, just like sending him memes and like <laughs> eggplant pictures and shit like that. And when the Joker doesn't like contact Batman, Batman will be like, "Yo, it's, it's been a couple of weeks, man. You okay?" Because they kind of <laughs> like kind of making them friendly a little. I mean, they're not really friendly, but it's like, "Yo, man, we just be we just be." I, I love I love that kind of like crazy almost like fanfic that you're doing where you just take these characters and just fucking run off with it like. I need to see that Bob Ross shit, bro. That's just, yeah. I think yeah. that's a fucking real good idea, man. That's super. I'm with funny. it. I'm with it. Thank you. Especially him and his his is just like literally leaving the the studio gear to handle business. Yeah, man. Yeah. You like, can't you can't up. change that. You, you can't like up. there has to be yeah, a scene. Like, literally, like yo, I just left work and I'm ready to do more work. Like, bro, like if we could, if we could see his closet and it's just a bunch of those shirts and a bunch of those khakis, yeah, and, the just, and then next to that you just see all the guns, I'm fucking losing. Yo, they, and it has to be a hair pick. That has to be a hair pick for the Afro. They go down to the basement. He's and he and he opens up. He's like, "Oh, I didn't show you my new collection." Yeah, <laughs> just guns. So I'll, I'll go to that page. Oh, that's perfect. It's too funny. It's too funny. I got a lot of hedge weapons in there. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, like a lot I, of Easter eggs. I feel, I feel like the Bob Ross can go right after the Waynes or vice versa. Like, nice, bro. Flip bro, can you imagine just Bob Ross, like, fucking sharpening a brush? It just... He had to smack somebody's face in that pose and beat the devil out of them. Look at yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> so look at the pose. Look at him. He's look, ready. Look, he, look at the pose, bro. He's ready. He's also he's ready. Look at it. So funny. Look, look at him. Frank goes look. down the basement with the squirrel. Yeah. Look, oh, look at him picking up the guns. Look at him looking at the guns. Going over. That is so fucking hilarious. There's like a shitload of weapons. That's great. And I, I like I like the R rating there. Like, this is how we roll it today. That's how we're doing. <laughs> That's how I got into the, the the spray. But this was actually, I believe this was like the first page I actually drew for it. But then I just built up from that. Oh, wow. Because he's yeah, really awesome. Yeah, like it, it's he's it's so it's so tactical the way he's holding the gun. Yeah, it's, also, like, it's so good, bro. <laughs> that's so funny, that's the, bro. That's the saw. Yo, that's the saw. Oh, and, uh, man, that's awesome, bro. That's awesome, man. What was I awesome. looking at? I think I might have been looking at reference photos of me with it, or yeah, uh, and looking at yeah, Punisher man. as well. But yeah, I looked at a bunch of my freaking photos. <laughs> but there's, there's a lot of fake. Uh, there's a lot of funny weapons back in, in the. I put the chainsaw for Evil Dead. Megan's oh, bat from. Ooh, Boy. nice. From, from Walking Dead. Yeah, I got Raphael's size. Over I was going to say the size. I was like, where are the size? I got a bunch of shit. Nunchucks, of course. Oh, clearly. You got to have nunchucks. There's all types of freaking gimmicks. What kind of 80s baby would you be without nunchucks? What are you doing here? What are we doing? He's made without nunchucks. What are we doing? And like, yeah. I, and, like I, and like I like to tell everyone from time to time on this podcast, do not sleep on the CG graphics Ninja Turtles that they have on Nickelodeon. It's Those are pretty good. good. Yeah. A lot of them. I'm going to tell you right now, Chris, they have this episode. Now, I get it. People's nostalgia to the Turtles. I get oh, it. Yeah. I get it. But don't let nostalgia fool you now. Like, this whole thing is in CG. So these guys actually do fight scenes now. So it's pretty sick. But one of the episodes is just an homage to Big Trouble in Little China. Where, oh, where, where the, three, the three turtles besides Leo get the straw hats and they have the things. They open, like, April... Because April's young in this shit. She's, like, really young. Her and Casey are teenagers in high school in this. Yeah. So she finds a knife and opens it, and Lopan comes out that bitch. It's legit Lopan. He's doing the thing. Bro, it is an incredible episode. He's doing all of it. It's his voice. I mean, well, if it's not him, it's someone who clearly was Sounds brought like in it. to sound yeah. like him. And it's just so, they have so many crazy little things like that. They have a whole episode that's like animated in the old school style of Ninja Turtles. Like, bro, my son, like my son used to watch this. And one day I'm just watching it with him. And I see the turtles and they're jumping around and, and they're all over New York and they're jumping in the rooftops. You got like that chill, lo-fi hip hop playing in the back. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? And I just kept watching it. Splinter is like they really tap into his like Japanese roots in this shit, bro. There's like a whole story arc 
that they go back to the Hamato clan and it's his story between him and Shredder. It's like three episodes. Bro, everybody listening right now, do not <laughs> sleep I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it on out. this show, bro. Oh, yeah, it's, it's dope. Please, man. It's so It good. is dope. It's so good. I checked it out because of Cap, so I'm like, yeah. yeah that's so Yo, did you see that last season? No, you told, you, me, you told me. You told me that I've been catching up on uh, yeah. on Netflix Marvel. Shit. Oh man! Uh, you mentioned. Yeah. You know, all right, here's an animation uh, that me and my wife were watching. Was uh, Enchanted. Enchanted? What is it like? Uh, oh, oh, it's uh, one of the like a Pixar thing it's, or like an anime? No, it's comedy. Um, or maybe I'm saying it wrong. It's yeah, it's Enchanted. It, it's a uh, Netflix that's from the creators of um The Simpsons. I want to say in Futurama. Oh, I have seen like I haven't watched it though. This feels like Game of Thrones in animation form because oh, there's so much world building. I feel like where they're kind of telling this story of of these like flawed characters and just like you gotta see oh, it's like a huge journey. It, it's dis that's disenchantment. 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 Okay. With the with the blonde haired uh yeah, girl. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah you can you you can see you can see it immediately in the style you can see yeah it. I'm it's... telling you it goes down that Game of Thrones freaking like certain characters you're gonna see you're going this is Game of Thrones in animation format. Well, Eric Andre is in there, so yes, I, that's yes. it. That shit is funny. Already, yeah, I could already tell where this is going. Man, there's so much shit to watch nowadays, too bro. There's so like, much. It's hard to keep up. And then look, bro, I'm gonna be honest. Like I, I, like I stopped comics for a long time. Like, and now that I'm doing this shit with these guys, I do try to read up. But like, I've I missed out on so much. And like, you know, all of these new. I I don't own a graphic novel type of comic. I don't own mm. one. I have OG shit laying around, sure, but like it's so hard to keep up with everything. And then now we got the MCU, and they just pumping shit out everywhere. We got Peacemaker and, and Peacekeeper, and we got yeah, DC over there. So there's so much. And then I do, I do play video games, so I like to game. Yo, sometimes I got like six hours, I got like four or five hours, and I'm like, bro, am I gonna watch a couple episodes or I'm gonna hop in a game? What am I gonna do? It's just so much embarrassment of riches when it comes to entertainment and media. There's just so many different avenues. It's hard to keep up with everything. People yeah, keep, I have not watched Naruto just because there's a thousand episodes. Like I don't, I don't yeah. even a half an hour of peace. That's a lot of catching up. That's a whole summer right there, son. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that, bro. I was watching attack on Titan and I stopped watching attack on Titan after season two I think I watched the first three, four episodes, and boom. And then now we have. Uh, I just started watching Demon Slayer. Ten. I don't. I don't you guys don't really do anime like that. Demon Slayer is top tier. Tanjiro is probably one of the best written anime characters I've ever seen in my life. Heart of gold, that kid. Heart of gold. But just I like so the. What's it? The house husband. From have you seen that anime. No, you see, there's so much. There's a there's a yakuza, a retired yakuza. Chill out, you oh yeah, okay, you, yeah. You just said retired yakuza though, like yes. chill. When you talk yakuza, I'm in there. Yes, that's, that's what that that's what that show is. That's the plot. That's it. It's hilarious. Thrills put me on with um with Baki. Baki is incredible. I, I love him. Yeah, that, that, that had I trained, so I'm like, yo, the moment I saw Baki, I was like. 
I'm with it. Then there's another show like Baki. Then there's another show like Baki. So I'm like, I'm getting, you know what I'm saying? It's funny. And, it's funny you mentioned Yakuza. There's like a whole series of Yakuza games, right? Yes. And they were they were they were kind of meh. Well, they were they came out of Japan. So when they got here, people didn't really know about them that much. But they just started redoing the games, and I'm totally into this Yakuza shit. It's great. Now that you mention it though, Sleeping Dog was that's good. a story within one of my comments. Yo. <laughs> this comic? Really? Um, yeah, there's a story where Sabu, this is in reality, what happened when Sabu was in Japan. Uh, this, this is what I was telling you, Lee, I think, when he was in that organization with the, the like the beginning of ECW type shit, the yeah. Japan version. Yeah. The first Exploder Ring match, yes. His uncle, yes. His uncle yes. the original Sheik, was like, yo, you got to be nice to the, to the sponsors. Like, you got to be nice, right? And he got fed up. He got to the point where he was just like, yo, these guys act like they own everything, which they did at that at that time. They did. So he takes the wrestler who he's wrestling with and throws him into the Yakuza's lap in the oh, front man. row. Yeah. And then this melee breaks out and half the crowd was Yakuza. Oh. And chases Sabu backstage. And a dude has a chair to his temple. Right? And Mike Awesome comes out and saves him. Yeah. Cause, cause, <laughs> he said, yeah, he, said he was never a fan of Mike Awesome until that moment. Yep. You don't you don't yep. fuck with you don't fuck with the fan. you don't fuck with so, the Yakuza though, bro. Yeah, so no, the way no. the way it was, it was like yo, lay there was sections with Yakuza and they yeah. said for every wrestler you don't go in that section. Mm -hmm. And Sabu was like, Yo, fuck that. And he learned there is no fuck that when the yakuza touches you. When the yakuza, up. yeah, chill. You <laughs> yeah. don't fuck with the yakuza, bro. You my introduction. Tell you, yeah, um, Dark Side of the Ring, the the episode of this last season with with the it's the Japan shit. You gotta watch it, bro. That this that shit my, was crazy. Uh, introduction of a bad guy. I was about to just tell you about the tattoos as well. Look at that, yeah, yeah. man. That looks good. Oh Thanks, man. man. So yeah, that's my introduction to to a villain. I was yeah. like, yo, this is how he's gotta make his entrance. <laughs> like so I was uh I actually um I went to I went to school for like a couple like a year and a half or so, and I went for advertisement, art and computer graphics. But one of the prerequisites, well, it wasn't a prerequisite, but one of the classes was drawing. So we used to draw a lot of models and shit. So the lady who ran that was a Japanese lady. She never told us to call her professor, it was always Tammy. So you don't call me professor nothing, call me Tammy. Super Japanese, this lady. But she was like hip and young, you know, leather jackets. So she was she always used to tell right. us she she dated, she dated a Yakuza back in Japan. And she bro, and she yo, the stories that she would tell us, kid, insane. And she told me that there's a division of the Yakuza, and you know, it, there's nothing but love here, Yakuza. I love you guys wholeheartedly. There's a division of them that would do this invisible ink tattoo. So it's not necessarily invisible ink, but it kind of like when you drink a lot, it kind of irritates your skin. So it starts bubbling up and you can see the tattoos are like that. Now that was some real like crazy shit. Most of the Yakuza tattoos that you see, usually like a dragon or something like that, that signifies status. You just mm -hmm. don't get those tattoos. And they go and chain. Like first you get a piece, then you get the whole thing, but it's only black and white. It's only when you truly graduate that you get those colors. So like they have these like other division of the yakuza with that invisible ink 
she had pictures, bro. This lady was like deep into that shit. It was so interesting. I was 18, fresh I'm out of high school. That's when I that's when I started something. doing that's when I started doing Yakuza. That's when I started text. getting into it. Oh boy, here we go. No, what no, you got I'm going on here? So um when I got to the army, I got a well before the army, I got I had a pinup girl on my arm. Yeah. And they told me before going, I gotta put mm -hmm. bows on her, right? Because it was naked, so it's this pinup girl right here. Yeah. Right? And I got it because it was the one to like, this was the tat that like pissed off my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rebel tattoo. Yeah. yeah the, the, the shaking of the freaking. Oh, the hip. <laughs> I jiggles. <laughs> yes. Of doing that, going bye, mom, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did that. Oh my God. My mom flipped. She was like, titties, he got fucking titties on his arm. Oh my God. She freaking that was the <laughs> one that, that, that made her spaz out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yo, uh Chris, we appreciate you coming on the podcast with us, man. You definitely gotta have you back, man. We gotta have you back. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, know, thank you so much. We probably gotta have to have you on the wrestling one too, so we yeah, can talk wrestling. So, uh, uh please. Uh right now I'm not at a convention. But March eleventh, I'm gonna be at the at the HOG show, the the House of Glory show. So, you catch me before or after. I'm gonna be selling some of these comics. I only nice, got a nice. couple. I only got a couple more of uh of issue one. I gotta get more, and um, and issue two is freaking going out like hotcakes. Nice. <laughs> so, <Word. laughs> so just hit me up on. At C J Orikento O R C J O R E C K I N T O on on Instagram, and uh, yeah, I'll be announcing other other stuff that I'm doing and stuff. Like, just did three three conventions so far, so uh, with me and my wife. But we do got some other events, but I'll plug that plug that later on in, on Instagram and stuff. Nice, nice, nice. Hey man, and the the link to your Instagram is in the chat. Yeah. And um, yeah, thank man. Thank you very much. Yo, thank you. I I really appreciate this. This was cool. This was a cool experience for. Uh, and we appreciate you coming on, bro. For real, man. Anytime, you're more than welcome, yeah. kid. Come talk some That's wrestling. Come man, talk yeah. some comics, or come talk some bullshit. We always talk. Word, yeah. word. I, I appreciate this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next time, and I'll and I'll have more stuff. Yo, definitely, definitely. We definitely want to see the the Bob Ross evolution. Yo, yes. wherever where, wherever wherever that goes, I need to be there. You the only one. Like every convention so far, if I see somebody with any type of red eyes, looking a little stonerish, I'm like, oh, you got my vibes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come here, come here. Let me show you something. Right. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> But yeah, yo, um, on that note, it's your friendly neighborhood knuckleheads with uh, Crazy Chris the Cartoonist. Appreciate you stopping by, signing out. Good night, everybody. Appreciate y'all stopping by.